This is a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, Hufflings! It's me, Jasper William Cartwright, and I am joined today by... Jeremy Cobb, but Tank calls me incognito for my previous yes for my previously unknowable social media presence wow previously unknowable now very very knowable jeremy cobb one or jeremy underscore cobb jeremy cobb one jeremy cobb one it is jeremy cobb yes cobb with two b's uh incognito that is good like some of they're getting genuinely very inventive with these because i was i was worried we'd get to a point where like we'd lose the cob and we'd just i mean we have lost the cob in a lot of them but like we keep with you know the cob is still strong as a part of yeah the i honestly i still have two i still have two more that uh no i have at least three no i have four, four. lined up four lined up that all involve cob well, you'll be glad to know that Jade has updated the welcome message now. So when you join the Patreon, the, one of the first things it says is, Give Jeremy a nickname! Yes! <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's uh, hopefully there'll be some more rolling in. Uh, so yeah. if, you, if you think you've got a good uh, listening at home, if you think you've got a good uh, a Cobb-related pun, or you just want Jeremy to say something stupid on the show, jump into our Patreon at any tier, and you can give Jeremy a nickname. Yeah, um, and if you're an existing patron, you can just give me another one. Yeah. Just I give don't get mad. Just give me another one. It's it fine. Matter. Just pile just, them on. Just, just add a, pl- a one on the end, like Jeremy did with his Twitter name. Just, just, <laughs> just pick the same nickname you did last time, but add a one on the end. <laughs> <laughs> the more the merrier. Just all a bunch of repeat nicknames with ones at the end of them. <laughs> You've just got to go through them all again. Right, it takes so us like a year to get through tank, to the next lot of patrons. Tank calls me Incognito37. <laughs> <laughs> Tank, Tank just spends like a whole afternoon blocking out a chunk of the comments by just incognito one, two, three, four. Like. Just also subscribing to the Patreon from multiple emails yeah. just so they can keep piling on the same I nickname. I mean, look, that's fine. I mean, if yeah. you want to do that, I mean, I, I wouldn't uh, counsel you to do such a thing. You're not going to get any more content, unfortunately. Uh. Uh, but you can listen to it via several different emails if that floats your boat. Feel free to do so. All support is welcome. Today, halflings, uh, me and Jeremy, uh, we're going to go for gold for Yee. a synchronized deep dive, if you will. As we, uh, yeah, we sharpen our skills and our swords hey. as we're talking about the fighter. Yes. 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 Um, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll do some top line thoughts on the fighter 
because I think it's an interesting class, right? I think I fighters think- fighters are one of the simplest classes, but honestly, better than people give them credit for. Like, I was not, about not- to say that was exactly the word I was going to use was underrated. Yeah, uh, very underrated. Weirdly, because it's also like probably the most popular class to play. I'm guessing due to its simplicity and its I'd accessibility. Have said rogue due to its simplicity. Ooh, I think fighters even simpler than rogue because I know half the rogue players I've played with don't know how sneak attack works. Sure. Uh, whereas with fighter, it's just you just point and hit things with your sword. Sure, I think it is simpler. I would just I'd be interested to know. I want D and D to release the, the stats. Let us know the yeah. figures. I want to know what's the most played. There's a part of me that's like, it was going to be like really left field. You know what I mean? It's like druid or something. Sorcerer. Like, what? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, what? no, it's definitely not sorcerer. <laughs> that I know for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think fighters uh, actually have a surprising amount of versatility, especially mm. between some of the subclasses. But even in their basic abilities, fighters, it's worth noting, get more ability score improvements slash feats than yep. any other class. Yep. Yeah, uh, yep. and that that and it look, stacks. I'm it, I'm gonna yes. I will talk about a little bit about it in when I do my subclass, but it stacks like you would not believe. You can pull off some truly astounding builds with your fighters, mm. uh, and really like unique builds. I think like really really unique because you get so many ability uh, score improvements or feats. You can really start to like push into different areas. You know, if you're taking like you know magic adept or anything like that, you can make some spicy spicy things or just absolutely tank your up getting you know ridiculous ac or taking mm-hmm. stuff like mobile so you're just dancing around the battlefield just slicing everybody yeah. up or great um, weapon master oh great weapon master yeah, yeah. well or yeah, polearm master that's another yes. really good one sentinel if you combine i was gonna say if you combine polearm master and sentinel i'm pretty sure it's it makes really you really impossible to be uh, up close because yeah. you basically you can hit them as soon as they enter your range, and because your range is ten foot with a with a pole arm, and then with Sentinel you reduce their speed to zero when you hit them with opportunity attack. So basically, they just can't get within five feet of you. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's it's cool. and especially if you combine that with a bugbear, which I did once, where your reach is now fifteen feet. Oh my god! <laughs> so even if they have a pole arm, they still can't oh hit you. Oh my gosh, that is amazing. You could just walk at what you could just keep walking away as so long as you keep backing out. You yeah. could just keep hitting them over and if, over. If if your DM says, "Yeah, we're going to start this campaign off in like a gladiator ring," you've got your build because you will yes. you will be the champion of the gladiator ring, even if it gets super crunchy and you're there for like hours because this boss wasn't intended to be defeated and they have so <laughs> many hit points. You will still defeat them. <laughs> just like, numerically, they can't win. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think fighters are a very straightforward, easy class to learn. I think mm-hmm. they're a really fun class to play. Yeah. In my opinion, when I've whenever. I've played a fighter. Oh, I've had I've a had good a time. Ball. I've had an absolute blast, yeah. Interestingly, though, not as reliable damage dealers as barbarians, at least in terms of numbers. Uh, mm. Barbarians are better tanks because of their uh, resistances and yes. also better. And also they uh, have advantage on saving throws on deck saves against mm. attacks, which also helps if somebody's throwing fireballs or something like that. And also barbarians, because of their extra rage damage bonus, mm-hmm. uh, and especially depending on which subclass we're talking uh, will on average do more damage than a fighter will. Uh, but yeah. fighters often are good with other things. Yes, fighters are think- often going to have more feats. They're going yes. to have more other abilities that let them do things maybe not as fighting focused or that do, you know, other options. I we'll think, get into it. I think actually what's, what's quite nice about the fighter is it almost feels like a good sword. It's like 
anyone could pick this up and kind of do some damage with it. But if you really know what you're doing with it, you could like, you know, you could you could take down an army. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's like that kind of I'd say it's like that kind of thing. Like if you know how to fine tune a fighter, then you could get some really nasty uh, uh, a real nasty build or a real uh, real good and rewarding character to play. I think so. Mm. Hopefully that's what me and Jeremy will uh, allude to during this next uh, yes. uh, hour or so. We should uh, at some point we should talk about different fighters we've played just to throw out ideas so oh, that yeah, people aren't just like thinking, you're straightforward. We could, yeah, we could do uh, maybe at the, even at the top here we could do. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some potential uh, like lineages slash races that you could play that would be good to work with, and then maybe we could do a couple builds, and then we'll jump into the mechanics. Okay, cool. Um, so first of all, you are going to want anything that has either a dex or a strength bonus. And Usually this is a strength. normal caveat with Tasha's. Obviously, yes. play whatever you want, but uh, if you are doing that, make sure it's strength and dex. Yes. Uh, and maybe so, con as well. Con's always uh, con, I would say con is going to be your secondary stat yes, for yeah, almost yeah, yeah. all of these. Uh, whichever one you pick, con will be next one uh yeah. depending on the subclass to a degree uh because like uh eldritch knight you might want more intelligence but you definitely want either a strength or dex bonus and then a, either a bonus to something else that matters for that particular subclass or just straight up constitution uh yeah. so dwarves uh dwarves get a plus two to con and i'm pretty sure what is it hill dwarves i'm checking right now i think it's hill dwarves are the only thing that get like a plus two to two different ability what? scores uh is it's it so hill dwarves or dwarves yeah wait no it's not hill dwarves hill dwarves although hill dwarves have the dwarven toughness thing which increases your hit point maximum by one uh which is nice uh yeah. mountain dwarves it's mountain dwarves your strength score increases by two uh so a mountain dwarf fighter is just built to fight mm. uh you have a con plus con or a con plus two and strength plus two uh and you start with proficiency with light and medium armor so yeah nice uh but yeah hill dwarf dragonborn uh, uh yep. potentially elf if you're trying to go a dex build dex build yeah we should probably um, highlight that real quickly while we're talking about strength and dex builds. Yes. Um, this is predominantly, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, to do with the kind of weapons and things that you want to be wielding because some of them will be strength-based, some of them will be dex-based. So if yes. you're using like finesse weapons, like your rapiers, your daggers, um, short swords, I think is still... Short swords, I think, are dex. De it's still dex. Uh, yeah, then, or arranged. Yeah, I think you said or, ranged or weapons ranged. already. Exa yes, exactly. Um, uh, but then if you want to go for your long sword, your uh great axe your great club mace that kind of thing those are all mm -hmm. going to be strength-based weapons and therefore you want to uh go into strength i would generally advise picking trying to get as high as you can in both for the fighter purely because then you have the versatility to pick either um depending on what kind of scenario you're in and you can just walk around with like your you know you can open up your jacket and it can just be laced with <laughs> many many different weapons yeah um, also it's worth saying that yeah that that's uh, it, yeah. uh we should say in contrast to the barbarian uh and really honestly to the paladin we haven't talked about paladins yet no, but in contrast to both the barbarian and the paladin fighters can be very viable as both ranged and yes. melee yes. uh barbarians built for melee paladins you can't even smite with a ranged weapon i'm pretty sure so no. like Is also there... built also we'll, we'll built we'll for melee yeah. uh but with the, with the fighter you can use i think pretty much any abilities from most of these classes possibly mm. from any of the subclasses uh for both 
uh, ranged or melee combat. So anything that gets a dex bonus, anything that gets a strength bonus, uh, yeah. half orc, obviously big, big choice. Kobold, by the way, I'm going to throw out Kobold. Oh, uh, I threw it out okay. for the rogue, a dex based fighter for Kobold. They get a plus two bonus to dex and they have pack tactics. Mm, and that's real, that's real good. Ridiculous, especially good if you fighter. have four attacks. If you're like a high level, level fighter, yeah, hitting, by level twenty, you get four attacks, four attacks with surge. advantage. So you could be looking at eight attacks in a single turn with advantage. You're gonna yeah. crit on a few of those, like yeah. as well. It, like that's if you have, map. yeah, just <laughs> yeah. It, gonna, especially you know. if you go like champion and you're yeah, critting I mean. on Pretty a high level champion, you're critting on like an eighteen or a nineteen or a twenty. Yep. Uh, yep. That's yeah. That's really, really good. That's really good. I think what is good about the fighter and because I'd like to throw out a couple like left field choices is you've got it, you've got great versatility here in terms of like Jeremy was saying there it's so well suited to range up close uh, even like mid range I think you could do pretty well mm-hmm. if you wanted to you know be able to throw like have some thrown items but you're still up close think that kind of thing so like I think you can be when you're looking at the races and lineages and stuff I would say like just find uh, abilities that work because again you like the main thing about a fighter is you want to fine tune it and combine those little abilities a combine ability and feats and stuff so like i'd be down for like a turtle like maybe mm. you want to change the you get a plus two to strength maybe you want to change the plus one to wisdom using tashas to put it into con or, or dex mm-hmm. or something like that but like natural armor and like shell defense and stuff uh mm-hmm. it's going to give you a huge ac bonus which is big um you know things like that i just think uh would be would be definitely very useful and i don't think you'd often think of a, of a total fighter but i think it'd be very yeah. good to have a total fighter i would I, i'm a fan yeah. uh yeah one of the nice things about fighter fighters are that most uh races like i think probably more than any other Ooh, minotaur. class well, yeah minotaur, yeah, minotaur uh kenku with their plus two to dex like there's it's uh in contrast to most classes i think mm. you could look at pretty much the majority of races in the game and they have a plus two something that would be yeah. useful for a fighter yeah i mentioned my bugbear fighter who used i think he used a glaive and had sentinel and uh and polearm master as feats mm. uh his his name was Hinbug Noggin Pop. He was uh, very effective. He um, his backstory was that he used to be a warlord, and then I found out about a spell called the Curse of uh, who used to terrorize halflings, and then the halflings used a spell, a real D and D spell that existed in previous editions called the Curse of Yandala that just turned him into a baby. And what? so then they took him over. Yeah, they they turned him into a baby, took him in as one of their own, and then raised him to be to defend halflings instead. And so that's where he got the name Noggin Pop, because uh, he used to wow. pop people's heads if they were attacking the halflings. But then as an adult, he found out about his past as a warlord. Uh, <laughs> and hin hin in D and D halfling speak means halfling, mm. so he that's where the hin bug instead like hin bug uh, bugbear okay. yeah hin bug noggin pop that was one of the Very ones cool. yeah that was one that I've played uh, he was a samurai I think because I liked ah. the advantage I I also uh, have a samurai which I played for the marriage of the multiverse um, marriage of the multiverse yes. uh, one shot we did the other day which was like a little bit of a sequel. Um, I played uh, Valnar Kaminos. He is an absolute monster. I think he's an Eldrin uh, elf. And I basically. Oh, Eldrin, yeah. Eldrin elf, sorry, Eldrin. Um, 
Uh, and I basically the 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 whole thing with him is I wanted to do like a, a bit of a kind of a cool samurai build, and uh, I actually dipped in my toe in two levels of barbarian. And uh, by the way, really really good multi class. You can just two levels of barbarian. Uh, so that I think you can get I think do you get reckless at level two of yeah. barbarian. Yeah, you get you do. reckless and you get rage. That's all you need. That's basically what you're here to pick it's, up. Yeah, uh, but it's I really have, good. But uh, Valnar has like 175 hit points, can rage, uh, which will half. So, you know, if you're not up against magical um, opponents, you're looking at nearly 400 hit points, which is ridiculous at level 13. Um, and uh, you get the extra, extra bonus in terms of damage, which is very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the advantages like... Um, Jeremy said, which we'll we'll, we'll touch on because I'm actually going to talk about samurai uh, the subcast for the samurai later, yeah. uh, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, action yeah. surge. Well, yeah. that's, it works Bunyip, very well. Bunyip, the character I played in oh, yes. Once Upon a One Shot, was Don't a rune knight actually, on fighter the, on the stream, which was very fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, go check out uh, Once Upon a One Shot if you haven't. And you get to hear a completely different take on a fighter than mm. you would normally than you would normally yep. have. Uh, I think the main complaint that people have for the fighter class is that it doesn't have enough flavor, doesn't have enough extra cool things that they can do. Uh, to some degree, I mean, look, Rune Knights, first of all, have a lot of flavor, but a lot of that. Uh, yeah. And a lot of it, a lot of it is in the subclasses. And also it, a lot of it is in how you approach it. Uh, uh, shouting out our buddy uh, Jake Hurwitz playing Hard yeah. One Surefoot from mm-hmm. Nadpod. Hard One, uh, his straightforward and simplicity is part of his flavor. Uh, yeah. And he's an extremely interesting character. Uh, and so- take for contrast, uh, his uh, Hank Hogfish in the second campaign, yeah. which is again a fighter, but I, you, I, you'd barely know. <laughs> like, drastically they were the different. Same, drastically different in the way that they're flavored. Uh, really, really clever. I think yeah. uh, it, the way that he, the way they did that, and um, uh, he plays an Echo Knight in that one. Uh, I actually had an Echo Knight, uh, Valtran, who you may remember. Yep. Uh, I think. I, I don't know if you know if this ed- ever actually came up. In the uh, backstory that I wrote for Valtran, there was like a defining moment in which he lost his sister. Um, uh, and uh, it, it was a part of that basically that like Valtran's like personality kind of like split. Uh, and oh, that was the okay. like impetus behind him having the echo. He yeah, basically, that's like, cool. He couldn't uh, like deal with the grief. And so he basically like put it all into like a, a separate part of himself, which manifested as a uh, as like a, a like another version of him, oh, uh, which cool. he could kind of command and stuff. Um, yeah, and uh, so yeah, there's like there's a ton of way that you, ton of ways that you could flavor. Uh, Ooh, I have a character who's a champion fighter. She is in this in this world that you may be seeing a bit more of. Uh, but it's it's sort of a it's a it's a an urban fantasy sort of gothic mm. horror noir mm. story. One of them is a one of the only non corrupt cops, uh, <laughs> and she is very like she's very by the book, very enthusiastic about her job, uh, and. It's very naive, really, in the way that she looks at the way that the police function. But mm. she's like, yeah, I want to actually help citizens. And it's like trying to do the right thing. And of course, is falling afoul of the, the corrupt cops on the force. Uh, she's a champion fighter, but by no means is she an, a boring character. There's yeah, so no. much flavor there that like from the get go, when you meet her, you're like, ah, yes, she stands out, uh, even though she's just a straightforward uh, champion fighter. Arguably the simplest class subclass combo in the whole game. 
Yeah, indeed. Uh, Jade uh, plays a champion fighter in our little home game, uh, the little Curse of Strahd home game where she plays Buffy Summers. Uh, uh, she plays a champion fighter in that and uh, works very well. And I can tell you, definitely not a boring character. Absolutely yeah. not a boring character. I think in almost... Uh, like there are a few which you'd be hard pushed to play a boring character just because of the way they dictate you you kind of have to play them but like yes. i would say generally a lot of the classes can feel pretty like run of the mill if you choose not to do anything kind of like just exactly. not add yourself you know we always say this like add a bit of yourself add a bit of your own experience or whatever into the character give them some flavor that way and you'll find very 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 quickly they start feeling extremely unique um yeah if look the fighter isn't boring you're boring! That's <laughs> when I said it! You're boring! Yeah. Get good, scrub! Get good! <laughs> get good, scrub. <laughs> uh, and on that note, why don't we go yeah. ahead and get in some of these mechanics um, of, uh, our, of our fighter. So, kick us off. We're looking at a D10 for our hit points. Yeah. That D10. Nice and tanky. Um, it is, yeah, it's the best you're going to get outside of a barbarian. And uh, it is, it's good. It's really good. Like yeah. I said, Valnar, 175 hit points at level 13 is tasty. It's really tasty. tasty. Your proficiencies, um, your proficiencies, all armor, shields, yes. all weapons. Yeah. Just right off the bat, you can use everything. Everything. Um, you love to see it. Saving throws are strength and constitution. Makes and sense. you get a nice pick of skills as well. Yeah. Uh, you get it's nice not a skill-based class, but you get you get a couple. No, you get a good couple. I think that is the only thing I will say, actually, just at the top here. That's probably the one area where fighters aren't maybe as good, say, like, as rogues, where rogues get a lot more skills, a lot more mm. outside of combat abilities. Mm. I think that's the thing where you might have to work a little bit harder as a as someone playing a fighter in terms of building in some of those, like, outside of combat Ah, trying stuff. to be mechanically useful mechanically in, in more useful situations. outside of combat. That, yeah. that could be a criticism of pretty much any of the melee classes to a degree. Other uh, than Rogue, I'd say, be, probably. Just because Rogue yeah, is... Yeah, but, is that, but Rogue is built do. to have a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. You could you, uh, you you we could have a conversation about how D and D might be able to make skills work a little bit differently. I think uh, probably more people. Yeah, yeah but, uh, <laughs> but I think but I think uh, but it, uh, I would say it's offset by the amount of uh, ability score improvements and feats that you get. Because if mm -hmm. you wanted to, you could add some uh, to your charisma um, or wisdom or intelligence, whatever you know, whichever direction you chose to go in. Uh, mm -hmm. And also, there's a couple of feats that you could probably take that would be uh, super useful um, in. In, in certain scenarios, um, yeah. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, which uh, we already mentioned people. mobile. We mentioned great weapon master. Mm. Uh, we mentioned uh, tough, always a good one. Mm. Uh, polearm master, sentinel. Like there are, you could if you want some spells, you can take an adept in something. Yes. there's yeah, you, you can even get eldritch adept if you're trying to get uh, some uh, eldritch invocations. There's, mm. there's a lot of flexibility. A lot of flexibility. A lot of flexibility. Oh, and uh, sorry, I cut you off. Which skill? Can which uh, which skills can they choose two from? What's the little skills list that they get? Oh uh, yes, yeah, so you can pick uh, acrobatics, uh, animal handling, athletics, history, insight, intimidation, perception, or uh, or survival. Yeah. Uh, so okay. yeah, that's what I mean. A good, it's a good spread there. Yeah. Uh, you'll find something, I'm sure. Uh, should we go for fighting style, Jeremy? Should we, no, should we explain yes. this? Yes. Because this is the a big old. These are interesting. Thing. Yes. Yeah. 
The yeah. fighting styles are interesting. And actually, I need to make sure that what we're looking at may not even have everything. Read some of these. They're the Tasha's ones. I need to check the Tasha's ones because there's some extra Ooh. fighting styles that I should there mention. Uh, I'll go through a bunch of these. You check up some of the. Uh, you check out some of these. So yes. this, I think, is basically this is kind of like a. This is almost like a mini subclass, I would say, like a little mini subclass which is just aimed to help you flavor. Start thinking about how you're going to flavor your yeah. fighter. Which and this is, I guess, what I'm when when I said about uh, fine tuning or tweaking your fighter. This is the kind of thing where you want to really know the kind of flavor that you're an angle that you're going for. Mm. Um, uh, you do, 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 do. This is also, the, I think, the second class that we've covered that has fighting styles. Only the Ooh. second, interestingly enough. I think yes. the only other one is the ranger. But I think I'm pretty sure fighters get more. Uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure fighters actually get more options. Yes, I think they, they do can get pick more options. From. I would be surprised if actually in like the 5.5 we don't get like most martial classes having a fighting style because it seems odd to me that like a rogue. You, you know, you wouldn't have some sort of difference in the way you would fight as a rogue or, you, or a monk. Or like, I feel like there's a I, I think this is something that could be added to some of the other classes, um, mm. even just to give them a bit more again, a bit more flavor of variation. But this is a very cool thing. I like the fact that it's here uh, with yes. the fighters. So you've got archery, which means you get a plus two to attack rolls uh, when you that you make with a ranged weapon. It's very good. That is Solid. very, very so, good. So when you're yeah. thinking. If you're averaging, let's say you're a, a sort of a level five fighter, you're probably adding like a, uh, you're probably looking at like a plus four, plus five maybe to attack. That jumps up to a plus six, plus seven. Yeah. Like that then makes your chances level of missing. One. Exactly. That's what I mean. That makes your chances of missing like, much lower, much, much, much that's... lower. You're looking at like maybe rolling a six or higher to hit most mid-level yeah. creatures. That's it. very good. Yeah, uh, and that's also, it's worth mentioning, you should probably pick, uh, I would suggest picking a fighting style that complements the primary way you plan to fight, yes, rather sorry, than no, trying no, to be yeah. like, oh yeah, man, I only have a, I have a low dex, so I want to pick a fighting style that suits my low dex and shores that up, and, and even mm. though I'm mostly going to be using melee weapons, uh, yeah, you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. but I, I think you're probably better suited to uh, try and build one one into tower one yeah, yeah what build into one avenue rather than trying to spread out in, yeah. and being decent in a bunch of them yes i think so because also i think that you'll find the fighter is already relatively decent when it comes to fighting the fighter is relatively decent at range relative yeah. even if you don't specialize in it but i think being really good at one thing giving yourself like a really clear strategy in combat like i'm good at this so i'm gonna go in and do this i think is always worth doing yeah uh so then you get blind fighting yes these they, they have them mixed in we're good the okay, this cool. is the tasha's this is a tasha's option okay so this cool. is I'll one of the optional one and then features you can do the next two and we'll we'll go that way yeah um so uh, within that range you can effectively see anything that isn't behind total cover even if you're blinded or in darkness moreover you can see an invisible creature within that range unless the creature successfully hides from you I like that. That's I cool. really but like this ability. Getting 10 feet of dark vision. It, look, it's not amazing, but it's nice. Blind. I think this is. I think or this not is, dark vision. Sorry, blind sight. But That's I think pretty this cool. is so useful. There's so many yeah. instances I can think of happen multiple like, every couple sessions whereas a dm i'm like ah oh, okay let's like let's blind them let's you know it's a mm -hmm. it's like the easy it's like it, the reason why i know it will come up in your games is because it's one of the easiest tools for a dm to just go oh cool um instantly a more difficult fight like yeah. on the fly if something's person. a little easy 
do you know what? I'll chuck a magical darkness in there. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. simple, which is why I know it will come up. So if you want to mess your DM's day up, uh, yeah, blind fight. You just fun. run in and yeah. start swinging. Doesn't matter. I can still see him. Still see yeah. him. I still can get. You can still get advantage because it's not like a canceling out thing. If you have advantage on the attack, you'll have it anyway because you won't have disadvantage because you can see them. Very yeah, cool. a lot of potential flavor, especially like say it's an Underdark campaign and you're somebody who's not native mm. to the Underdark or maybe is native to the Underdark or something like and you've developed this sense mm-hmm. uh, to be able to see around you. Uh, that could be pretty cool. Um, I, I, yeah, cool flavor. Very cool flavor. If you want to go for the full, uh, you know, uh, uh, kneeling down, uh, tying the blindfold around your head like I don't need to see, <laughs> you know, like uh, uh, then disgusting. hell yeah, like do it. <laughs> that would be, I think. I actually I feel like I did that for a for a something I think I might have uh, for my character in Transplaner was a gloom stalker I think and ha- I had blind sight up to like 30 feet or something ridiculous and I'm pretty sure at one point I actively blindfolded myself and everyone was like That's what funny. and I was like <laughs> I'm still I'm still doing it it's very uh, disrespectful to be honest it's uh, I as a DM I'd feel disrespected by this move <laughs> next is defense when you're wearing armor you gain a plus one bonus to AC very nice. solid. Very solid. Very, can always use more AC. Yeah, it will save it, your life at some point. It will. I can promise. It, you. it can always get more of, and it, it's a yeah. There's, it's maybe you're you don't want to wear really heavy armor. You just want to wear like medium armor, so you don't have disadvantage on stealth. Yep. Um, and maybe you have a shield, and you have decent decks. This gives your bonus. You gives your AC just that extra boost. Yeah, this is uh, like, you're like hitting a, like an 18, 19, something like this. Yeah, you could at least like, get to like a seventeen if you're if you're doing uh, uh armor. But yeah, I think if you have like a breastplate, high. gives you a fourteen AC. Say you oh, yeah. have a plus one or two to your decks, puts it at fifteen or sixteen. You hold a shield that puts you at like seventeen or eighteen. See? And you get this, yeah. and, then and you get eighteen, 18 19. nineteen. It's yeah. pretty good. It's pretty good for some medium armor. Um, yeah. Then you could you get dueling. When you are wielding a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapons, you gain a plus two bonus to damage rolls with that weapon. So if you want to be a dex fighter, uh, but you want to go close range and say you want to be like a musketeer. Yeah. Uh, you want to run in there with your rapier that and rapier. just be slashing up a storm or I guess, well, really stabbing up a storm. Uh, you got a plus two damage, plus two bonus to what, your damage D8, rolls. D8 plus five at level one. All right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's okay. That's real, <laughs> that's, real nice. That's really good. Yeah. That's really good, especially when you start getting multiple attacks. Very, very good. Yeah, very, very good. Um, then the we have one. great weapon fighting. Uh, when you roll a one or a two on your damage die, uh, when you make an attack with a melee weapon that you are wielding with two hands, you can re-roll the die. You must use the new roll, even if it's one or a two. And the weapon, uh, uh, the weapon must have the two-handed or versatile property to gain this benefit. I so I this is good. The only thing I will say is it's, I always forget. And everyone I've ever played with who has this always forgets. Yeah. I think Unati was pretty good at tracking for Ongenagama. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure Ongenagama had this. Am I right? Yeah, Ongenagama actually did use this a few times. So it was, I think, on, so every actually, every couple Unati, sessions, I feel yeah. like Unati was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Unati would, yeah, Unati would usually pay pretty good attention, I think, to this. Honestly, I I remember when I was first doing research on classes for D&D, like mm-hmm. a year or more ago, like more than a year ago, uh, I was... I think I remember seeing that people were like, well, numerically speaking, great weapon 
master or great weapon fighting, excuse me, is actually not that good because on average, you're not going to be boosting your damage by very much at all. So you might as well take something else. So mm. I don't know. It's it, I've seen it be pretty OK. Yeah, like it can be very useful. Uh, yeah. I feel I, I feel like there's better ones, but say, look, hey, look. I mean, if the, if if this is your flavor, if you're going in with the great axe or whatever, then like you go ham. Do you know what I mean? Go ham. Yeah. Um. Then we have uh, uh, interception. When a creature you can see hits a target other than you within five feet of you with an attack, you can use your reaction to reduce the damage uh, to that target by one d10 plus your proficiency modifier to a minimum of obviously zero damage. Uh, you must. Be wielding a shield or a simple martial weapon to use this reaction uh that's pretty good that can that's like that's similar to the monk's um uh catch missile or deflect yes. missile ability yeah the only thing is obviously is with someone other than you uh it's yes a, a tiny bit situational but hey look if you want to do more of a support build love this love yeah. this really, if you're really a front yeah if you're a frontliner and you want to help protect your allies can be mm. very effective frankly though probably gonna reduce a lot of the damage yeah like, a little bit it, like it, could, it could make a dis- it could make that a big difference. Make a difference 1d10 Plus, uh, a, plus your proficiency, no. and I, we should mention that one. This one is also Atasha's uh, option. Oh, is so it? some cool. of these, some of these, I think, are player handbook options. But blind fighting and interception are both Tasha's Cauldron of Everything optional features that you could turn on, mm-hmm. uh, or you can add to your character. Uh, however, I personally think that interception might be outdone by the next option. Mm, okay, because I've say, seen the only, it used. The only point I was going to make then was just purely, uh, really quickly, was I'd like it a little more if it if it could be used on yourself. Yes. Um, purely that's because just, at that I point it's it, just broken. That's it, you really know, good. It, it, you still uses your reaction, right? So it's effectively yes, just like uncanny dodge your or, like you said, catch missile or whatever, deflect missile. Yeah. So like I'm like, eh, I, don't, I don't, I don't really see a problem why you wouldn't be able to use it on yourself. You can only use it once per round anyway. Yeah. So you know, or or you know, you, that's I'd true. You can't you, you can't make everyone around you impervious. Yes. It would yeah. it would be very much a nuisance for a DM because you're like. Mm. Darn it! I target this person and they deflect it. Now I target yeah. them and they deflect it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 so that's what I'd say. But anyway, you reckon it was outdone by the next one? Bring yeah, it. the next one: protection. Uh, when oh. a creature you can see targets a uh, attacks a target other than you that is within five feet of you, you can use your reaction to impose disadvantage mm. on the attack roll. Mm. You must be wielding a shield. Mm. Uh, I have seen this used to brutal effect. Crippling, crippling uh, effect. <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna hear this, just used <laughs> to truly outstanding effect. Uh, go listen to Outlaws and Obelisks, yep. where Emily Axford just rides this ability and. It it's is, so effective. It's so good. It's, it's like unbelievably consistent how much you missed after she used yes. this ability as well. Like it wasn't like it was like, ah, oh, it was a clean 50-50. It was like pretty much every single time she mm-hmm. used this, you would end up rolling like a four or something. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> there was like, there was, she saved you with it once. Yep. She saved uh, Connie's character, Hoosier, with it. Yep. Hoosier would have gone down, I think, mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. likely on that turn if if she had I not did, imposed I think it. I it was just I, like, there was a chance I could have done. I'm pretty sure on the train, I could be wrong, 
I'm pretty sure there was a time where I was getting attacked whilst down. Yeah, there might have been and a time when she imposed. Because only one of them ran forward with a sword and was getting to get like a clean swipe at me, and it was like it would have been. And bad. she gave disadvantage. And she yeah. gave disadvantage. And I'm pretty sure the guy missed and just uh, off my armor. Oh, uh, that's a frustrating one. But it's that's yeah. a good ability. It's a very good ability. Uh, and uh, that's that's a basic ability for the fighter. The next one, however, is not. The next one is Tasha's. This is superior technique. Mm. Uh, you learn one maneuver of your choice from among those available to the Battlemaster archetype. If a maneuver you use requires your target to make a saving throw to resist the maneuver's effects, the saving throw DC equals 8 plus your proficiency bonus plus your strength or dex modifier, your choice. You gain one superiority die, which is a D6. This die is added to any superiority dice you have from another source. So if you, for example, uh, are a Battlemaster or if you take the feat, which is... I think I forget what it's called. Uh, adept, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, there's a feat that gives you that gives you superiority dice. I'll uh, find the feat. Yeah. The uh, then you get this in addition to that. Um, this die is used to fuel, fuel your manure. But oh my goodness, <laughs> so to this fool is your manures. <laughs> uh, that should be the manures. title. Of, this should be the title of this episode. <laughs> fool your manures. <laughs> A guide to fighters fool your manures. <laughs> fool your manure. Or manure. That's that's hilarious. Uh, if to fuel your maneuvers, a superiority die is expended when you use it. You regain your expended superiority die when you finish a short or dice. Excuse me. When you finish a short or long rest. Um, I'm actually going to be covering the Battlemaster fighter. Uh, this is a good ability. Um, this actually is a very nice fighting style, right? here basically this is we're going to get into it more but mm. until the release of the Eldr excuse me not the eldritch knight the echo knight uh the general consensus was that the battlemaster stood head and shoulders above the rest of the fighter class mm. as far mm. as subclasses uh yeah. go it's or, uh it's 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 solid there some of those maneuvers are really useful uh, and this, it doesn't give you like all of the abilities that a battle master would uh, have. Martial adept. Martial adept. Okay. Yeah. That's uh superior, superior technique. Solid one to pick. Like I've found that with the new Tasha's options, it is now legitimately hard to pick which fighting style I want to use sometimes. Mm. Uh, mm. It's, it's a tough one. Yeah. But, this is, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is like there's a good spread here. There's a really, really good spread here. Yeah, the next um, one is also from Tasha's uh, Jasper. If you want to read that one, yeah. Uh, so we have uh, two. Uh, oh, two uh, reading the wrong one then. A thrown weapon fighting. You can draw a weapon that has a thrown property as a part of an attack. Uh, you make uh, with a weapon. In addition, when you hit the target with a ranged attack using a thrown weapon, you gain a plus two to the damage roll. Yeah. So the so first you just get to throw something as a part of the as attack. Like you get to make two attacks effectively. Well, no. I what it is is I think that this uh, is most people I've played with by which I mean virtually everyone I've ever played with doesn't actually use the draw a weapon, stow a weapon yeah. thing is, uh, when it comes to action stuff. But theoretically, you're only supposed to draw, you're only supposed to be able to draw a or stow a weapon ah. as a free action. So if you don't already have a weapon that's out, then you have to like, Roop. this lets you pull it out and attack with it as part of the same, uh, like you can pull it out and throw it as part of the, as part of the attack. Uh, oh. And then when you hit some Somebody with a ranged attack using using a so weapon, would you, you get allow a plus two someone to say like attack with a sword and use this even if they had a shield? Would you like uh, interpret that that way? 
potentially you could be like, okay, I attack once and then I, yeah, the way, the way it could I'm be I attack it and then free action, like, yeah. stow my sword and then whip out a dagger and I was, I was almost throw. thinking of it a bit like a, uh, you know, like almost like I swing my sword and as I do, I loose a dagger from my sleeve kind of yeah. thing. Like that's the way I was imagining yeah. it in so my it's head. So it's part of the attack that you make with that weapon. Yeah. But so yeah, think, you could attack yeah. with a sword and then throw something. And then throw uh, something. Which a lot of people will already let you do. But, mm. it, but so hey, that, then you get a plus two, which again, if you're looking for that mid-range build, that yeah. mid-range build, this is could be like, uh, like there's a always boomerang. a scenario. This is great for a boomerang, frankly. Yes. It was great yes. for a boomerang. Uh, or a dagger of returning or whatever, something like that yeah. would be would work well. Uh, but there's always a scenario where, you know, an enemy breaks through you and the barbarian's line and is beelining it towards the wizard. And you're yes. like, oh, I can't really leave this dude, but ah, take that. Yeah, <laughs> like, it'll always that. be useful. So And plus, um, a plus two on a thrown weapon is generally very good because unless you're like hucking a, a javelin or something, mm -hmm. uh, the damage on isn't that great. Yeah, on, like, like, like a daggers, D4. It's like a D4. So, um, you know, a plus two would definitely definitely help yeah um and then uh, you get two weapon fighting when you engage in two weapon fighting you can add your ability modifier to the damage of the second attack uh yeah. so this one uh, uh this is actually this is a bit of a, a a rule thing that is worth pointing out because i think it, it's something that's lost sometimes mm -hmm. uh, which is basically when you do two weapon fighting which is as a bonus action so if you have if you're wielding two weapons uh, uh you can make an, a bonus attack basically on as your bonus action yeah but they have um, to be i think they both have to be light weapons uh oh, finesse they have to no. Uh, I think they both have to be light weapons. It's not even enough check. to do finesse. Oh, they don't I even think, have to be finesse. Let me see. Let uh, me see. Uh, when you attack, uh, when you make an attack action. Uh, oh yes, yeah, a light weapon. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, so basically, a short sword, a dagger, something like that, and then you can make a bonus action attack with a second weapon that you're holding in your other hand. Yes. But the the catch is normally when you have that ability, which pretty much everybody has. Yes. I think uh, when when you use when you make the attack with the bonus action weapon, you cannot add your ability score modifier to the damage of the second attack. Which, if you're using a light weapon, which would be like a short sword or a dagger, for instance, that's you're only looking at a D4 or a D6, so the damage isn't going to be you like you probably would look at it and be like, meh, is this is is as worth using my rapier, which is a D8, uh, you know, it, which is markedly obviously better. Uh, well, actually, in fact, it's pretty much the same as using a dagger because you're rolling a D8 instead of two d4s uh and you don't have to use your bonus action so yep um e uh, i think <laughs> How you doing, my dude you okay my emphysema's acting up <laughs> do you want a sec <laughs> i have the t the consumption <laughs> dude get more add a plus to your con what are you doing i need i really need to take some kind of a con bonus ah you good yes i'm okay you sure my voice will probably sound bad for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to have to stay still in now alive. just to make sure that everyone knows why uh, why Jeremy sounds uh, I'm clinging to life doggedly. About 40 years. <laughs> yes. Oh, and this is actually, oh my goodness. <laughs> my voice sounds so bad. Uh. <clears throat> It's time we thank this week's sponsor, Scent Air. 
Halflings, let me ask you a question. Do any of you suffer from nose blindness, or did you suffer from nose blindness? Because I used to, until my wife uh, introduced me to what you could do with a space if you made it smell, you know, a little bit better. Scent Air has over 30 years of experience scenting homes, stores, event spaces, and beyond. And now, you can shop online and scent the mood of your home or business. Scent air diffusers are sleek and fill your space with a vivid and subtle fragrance for up to 300 hours. Just imagine filling your home with the smell of fresh linen. Just imagine filling your home with the smell of fresh linen sheets for 300 hours. The Scent Air app also lets you schedule your fragrance and control the intensity right from your phone. Scent Air is available online in the US, Canada, and now in the UK and France. And now you may be thinking to me, well, maybe do I need this? Do I need this? Let me throw out something for you. Imagine scenting your D&D spaces. You've got a crew coming over and you really want to get them into the mood. So you light your candles, you get your snacks ready, and then what do you do? You fill the room with a gorgeous scent that is so evocative of the world that they're going to be in. Perhaps your party is going to explore a new and incredible marketplace and so you fill the air with Tuscan orange scent or even pink grapefruit or sun shower. Or maybe they're going to a sophisticated party and so you fill the air with a dark vanilla pomelo scent. Or perhaps it's a classic pirate-themed adventure and so you fill the air with an ocean scent or island breeze. This year, try luxury home fragrance trusted by pros by going to scentair.com and using the promo code HALFLINGS for 25% off your first order. That's HALFLINGS for 25% off your first order. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So the last final uh, the final fighting fighting style the fighter can choose from is unarmed fighting. Yes. Your unarmed strikes can deal bludgeoning damage equal to 1d6 plus your strength struggling even when you're doing this voice. Plus like your I strength modifier on a hit. <laughs> this life is a struggle, Jasper. If you aren't wielding any weapons or a shield when you make the attack roll, the d6 becomes a d8. And at the start oh. of each of your turns, you can deal 1d4 bludgeoning damage to one creature grappled by you. This makes you a bare-knuckle boxer. Yeah, essentially, a pugilist. Uh, uh, yeah, weirdly, uh, fist, this immediately fist makes you weapon. Uh, no, it's uh, th what? these are unarmed strikes. No, but as an unarmed strike, surely that counts as a light weapon. No, really, <clears throat> it counts as simple weapon. What does it count as? It counts as a simple weapon. That seems ridiculous to me that you couldn't punch twice. You couldn't use your bonus action to punch. Yeah, it's a little, but it is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. But yeah, monks, uh, this actually makes you better than the monk at first. <laughs> Frankly, it actually does, because monks start with a D4. Yeah. So it means oh, yeah. you're doing more damage than not a monk. Not to mention grappling. I mean, grappling in D&D 5th edition is something that not enough people do, because it's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, like the monk... 
Mm. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just kidding. you can do some really unique things. So add in a D4 of damage for just nothing for free, then hell yeah. Yeah, this doesn't require anything. You just have already, as long as you grapple them, you yeah. can then just automatically deal a D4 of bludgeoning damage. That's what I mean. Uh, no, just free, free damage. So effectively like a little spell, like a little uh, without yeah. concentration. Lovely. But this this turns your fists into D8s. That's like. Well, that's quite a punch. Monks, dude, monks don't get a D8 until like after level 10 or something. Yeah. Uh, so you're, uh, you may not be getting as many attacks as a monk does right off the bat, but like this but that's honestly that's makes you that's, as that's good. That's the same or, as your rapier. Yeah, this makes you as good or better than a monk for like most of the monk's life, which uh, really highlights some issues, frankly, with the with, with the, the damage output of the monk class mm. uh, that I will talk about whenever we do the monk. But yeah, yeah uh, it, I, I happen to really like unarmed fighting. If you want to build somebody that is fighting unarmed, but you don't want to build a monk, unarmed yeah. fighting is a good option, especially yeah. with how many attacks the fighter ends up getting. For sure, and yeah. who doesn't want to punch a beholder in the eyes in the eye stalks? Do you know what I yes, mean? Yes, all of them, all of the eye stalks. Because with all of your attacks, you action surge and you're just punching that's an eye I stalk. Mean. You, you, yeah, it kind of reminds me of one of those arcade games, you know, with the ball where it like drops down. You like you can kind of yeah. like hit it on like a. The that's speed what I bag. kind of imagine with this. It's like speed bagging a beholder's eye stalk. Yeah. Um, your second, your second. Uh, well, this is also, I guess, a first level ability. Uh, yes. This is this is a cornerstone ability for the fighter. Yep. Uh, second wind. Mm. Uh, basically, uh, on it's your not turn, you too many beans. It yeah, is. <laughs> on your turn, you can use a bonus action to regain hit points equal to one d10 plus your fighter level. Uh, you can only use it once per short or long rest. So actually, it's it's fairly reusable, and hopefully, you won't mm-hmm. need to use it that often. This can. Really be it's gonna be a lifesaver. Yeah. It really can. When you get into that danger zone when you're like on below ten. When you're Kenny Loggins, when you're in that highway to the danger zone, uh <laughs> this this can really pull things out for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like if you drop below ten, just automatically think to yourself second wind. Just go. Just go do it. Go do it. And um, it's a bonus action. You don't have tons and tons of bonus action abilities as a fighter. So action yes. economy wise, it's actually pretty good. I love bonus actions. I literally, nearly every class I build now, uh, the way that I make them more broken without just like trying to min max on in terms of stats is I try and stack out my bonus actions and actions to give myself as many options during uh, combat as possible. Uh, so I'm a big fan of anything that gives you uh, bonus action or mm. reaction stuff. Uh, and this, anything that I can just heal for free on a bonus action? Hell yeah, hell yeah this is great. Um, speaking of cornerstone abilities, I think this Yo. is probably the most iconic, I would say, of the fighter yeah, class. Yeah, of the fighter. Uh, that, this is the, the attacks well-known. that they get, the number of attacks yes. they get, I think. So, uh, starting at second level, you can push yourself beyond your limits, and uh, you get action surge. Uh, on your turn, you can make one additional action. Uh, you can use this feature, or once you've used this feature, you uh, must finish a long or a short rest before starting again, and at 17th level, you can use it twice per rest, uh, but only once in the same turn. Uh, if you're wondering why it takes until 17th level to get two uses of this, this thing, is because it is redonkulous. Yeah. Uh, the, the It's like haste. It's like, yeah, it's it's like, a, a, haste. It's like a haste. Uh, then you pick... When it happens and there's no downside. Yeah. Um, and, and it doesn't require anything in the action economy. It just gives mm. you a second action. So to yeah. be clear, it doesn't give you a second bonus action. Yes. It doesn't give you a second turn. Or but attack. Yes, but it does. Yeah. That's worth saying, because if you have multiple attacks, which you probably will after very soon, <laughs> I yeah. think in 
third? Level, uh, level third five. Level? Fifth level, level, you get two attacks. Uh, that's two more attacks. Yes. And all the use of dash. Uh, yes, or a you know, spell if you have a spell. Whatever some, it is, yeah. you can use. It's... Mm. Yeah, it's if it's if something that requires an action, not a bonus action, not a reaction, but an action to use, yep. this will let you use it again. Yes, on and the like, same turn. Again, so many scenarios where you go, oh, might need to, uh, uh, might need to, I need to grab that thing, or I need to go over there and and you know, like something in the heat of battle is happening, and you really desperately need to do something. You can still slay the beast in front of you and go do the thing or whatever it is that you need mm -hmm. to do. Or, do you know what I mean? Or rush over and save your wizard or whatever it is. Or even yep. just dash to get there and then attack them. And if you've got sentinel or whatever, like then you you can reduce some speed. Or, I don't know. There's a whole lot of use, uses for this. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's there, there are fewer... There are fewer moments that are cooler in a battle than when the fighter says, and I'm going to action surge. Yes. It's like, it's the coolest thing. Yes. Like, ooh. Everybody yes. always goes like, ooh. Like a okay. fifth level to have the ability to sling four attacks in a single round. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's really, and not in, in contrast to the monk. Well, five who potentially at, even. Five, if you're using two weapon fighting or one of the other abilities. That's true, that yeah. You like an extra like offhand attack or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you can do five at level five. It's and so like, good. The monk at level five can also do four attacks. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. The monk is dealing less damage. Mm. With, with those attacks, uh, the the monk, the the highest damage weapon a monk can get uh, at well, in most cases, unless it's like a Kensei uh, at level five, uh, does a D8 of damage. Mm. And then the uh, the other two attacks have to be unarmed strikes, which are going to be doing D6s. A fighter could be using a great sword yep. and attacks four times for 2D6 damage each time. So then it becomes of uh, uh, what? Four times? Oh, 16. Six, no, is it 16? No, excuse me. 8D6. It was 8D6 damage. You're dropping a fireball on somebody. Yeah. Uh, and also, by and the way, you get the plus, yeah, and you get your plus this, you get your plus uh, modifier for each attack. Yeah. And so, also, it's worth pointing out as well 2d6 is better than 1d12 because the minimum yes. you can roll is a 2. Yes. Whereas with a d12, you can still get a 1. Yes. Uh, but yeah, anyway, action surge, great ability. Uh, yeah, really third good. level, you get to pick your martial archetype. Uh, Yay! They, they're, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. I guess I'll read out their names. Uh, so there's the Arcane Archer. Uh, there's, uh, uh, yeah, this is an alphabetical order, by the way. Uh, so uh, Arcane Archer, uh, which is from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Uh, the Banneret, which I think is also referred to as the Purple Knight. Uh, from the Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide. Uh, yes, it's pur uh, purple, purple Dragon Knight, I think. Purple, is, is yeah, Purple Dragon. D&D. Uh, um, well, yeah, so it's, ba yeah, Banneret or, or uh, Purple Dragon Knight. Mm -hmm. uh, could, uh, that, the reason that I don't even know the name is because, like, nobody plays it. It's not that good of a <laughs> subclass, to be honest. But um, then you we'll get cover it over on our Patreon. <laughs> yes. Uh, here is just talk about how it's pretty meh. Um, then you the, you get the Battlemaster from the Player's Handbook. Uh, you get the Cavalier from Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Or is the Cavalier the Purple Dragon Knight? No, the Cavalier is its own thing. Uh, I'm so confused. Yeah, Cavalier is its own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that one is Mounted Combat. Uh, champion from the Player's Handbook. Very solid. Shout out to mm -hmm. Hard One Surefoot. Yep. Uh, the Echo Knight from the Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount. Shout out to Matt Mercer. Uh, Love that. Very, Love very that. cool. So the good. 
Eldritch Knight from the Player's Handbook, Mixed Spellcaster. Essentially, it gives you wizard spells. Very cool. Uh, the Psy Warrior from Tasha's Culture to Everything turns you into a Jedi. Uh, I think there's no two ways about it. Turns you to a Jedi. Yep. Um, and, uh, one of my players was a Psy Warrior recently, and it is cripplingly effective at times. Like, yeah. Really, there was some abilities in there which are really, really fun to play around with. Yeah. Really, really changes the the uh, the whole fighter flavor. Like, really changes it. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very, very cool. Uh, then you get the Rune Knight, also from Tasha's Culture of Everything, <sighs> turns you into kind of a versatile baby barbarian. Uh, in a lot of ways, a uh, very, very cool subclass. I do like the the Rune Knight a lot. And then finally, the Samurai from Xanathar's Guide to Everything, a very cool uh, subclass that you will talk about later, yes, I Jasper. Will. I will. Uh, and then there's also Gunslinger as well. Uh, which yeah, is the... which is, it's not an official subclass. It was never officially released. But it's on d Beyond. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It is? Yeah. Really? Gunslinger. It's on D&D Beyond right here. I can oh, see it well, right now. It was never officially released. It's a homebrew subclass. It does it say it's on it, but it is there. Yeah. It is there. Oh, okay. So, you know, okay. fight me. That's not yeah. two fighters and that's fight. <laughs> Not yeah, it sad. does say though this is unofficial material. Oh, okay. uh, it is very explicitly on it, but yeah, uh, Gunslinger. It's a very cool subclass made by Matthew Mercer for Critical Role. Uh, uh, if you want to hear yeah. that in action, go listen to Critical Role's campaign one. And if you want uh, to hear and mine and Jeremy's version of a gunslinger, which is not a fighter but an arch- artificer, go listen to Owls and Obelisks, and uh, we'll be talking about yeah. it on Patreon soon. So yeah, yeah, yeah pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, you get ability score improvements at fourth, sixth. 8th, 12th, 14th, 16th, and 19th level. We've been promising you those ability score improvements and or feats. And oh my word, do you get them. Yeah. Wow! Like it's I the mean, normal. It's the normal. You can increase one ability score by two, or you can increase two ability scores by one, or you yep. can take a feat. Yeah. Uh, and you can't increase anything above twenty using this feature. That's yes. though really good. It's like, so good. If you that this basically means that if you have trash stats, you mm-hmm. only have to suffer through them for a little while. Because you can just start like, till dumping. level eight, you're fine. Like after level eight, yeah. you're absolutely fine because you you could be pumping. You can. You got six extra points to use by level eight already. That's, like, that's really so cool. Good. It's so good. Honestly, I was thinking about this. If you had a fighter who just went around trying to get uh, like specific particular magical items, you could quite easily end up with like maxed out stats. Mm. Like maxed out stats. If you went and got yeah. like a helm of, I think it's got like helm of intelligence or something, which makes your intelligence like a nineteen when you're wearing it. Oh yeah, there are you know yeah, I mean? gauntlets of stuff, ogre strength yeah, and stuff that got, makes like, your strength stuff like a that, nineteen. Or, or a belt of dwarven. Yeah, there are belts of there are belts of giant strength. There are belts of giant strength as well. But I think the dwarven one gives you a constitution, makes your constitution like yeah, a nineteen plus, or something. It gives you it gives you plus one to con. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, but, but there like, are other. Can, I think there are other things that can uh, automatically set your stats yes, at higher levels. Stats like that higher, too, yeah. yeah, that's what I was thinking. But like, I was thinking you could easily end up with a like not even a min max character, just a max max character. <laughs> <laughs> like, it would be. Yeah. It's like so viable with the fighter. If that was like a, something that would uh, excite you as a build, then go for it. I love the idea of just rolling skill checks and you've just got pl- minimums of plus fours to everything. I think that would be so cool. <laughs> That's sick. Uh, yeah, you get basically, if, if all you do is ability score improvements, you get 14 points worth of ability score improvements. Can really can really let you uh, customize your character uh, as you keep going. 
Very nice. Yeah. Um, by far the most of any class. Yeah. Uh, then you have martial versatility, which is an optional Tasha's feature. Basically, whenever you reach a level in this class that grants the ability score improvement feature, so that's 4th, 6th, 8th, 12th, 14th, 16th, or 19th, you can do one of the following as you shift the focus of your martial practice. You can replace a fighting style you know with another fighting style available to fighters, which is very nice. Mm. Uh, or if you know any maneuvers from the Battlemaster archetype, you can replace one maneuver you know with a different maneuver genuinely still i think my favorite thing about tasha's the book was was these the versatility options that it gave to pretty much every class purely mm. because again this i can absolutely imagine the fighter being one of those ones where i pick my weapon my fighting style and then after like a level or two i go ah this is kind of pointless now because i've got this item or i uh yep. you know you get I, a new item I, that you want to use yeah exactly like I've, i i you know i've i've now got a, a great sword that i've managed to get and i've picked thrown weapon or i've picked whatever do you yeah. know what i mean and suddenly you, you want to change tact a little bit and i just think it, it makes so much sense to me that these are these are these versatility options are in and i i really like them yeah or say you haven't been using a shield but you get a shield yeah and you're like oh man i really want to lean into that or yeah. you want to yeah it's or you want to stop using a shield but you still want to like mitigate the ac loss there's yes. a lot of really cool options here a lot of really cool options this one uh, uh then starting at fifth level you get that extra attack uh you can yeah. attack twice instead of once uh and then you can also when you reach 11th level you get three attacks and when you reach 20th level you get four attacks yes. which means an action surge which you can do twice you will get eight <laughs> attacks <laughs> yes <laughs> which i just want to highlight my my strong boy valnar caminos uh one more time real quick because i was given we were uh, told we we can get we could get a rare item so I got myself a flame-tongued greatsword. Uh, mm. So when the flame-tongued greatsword is lit up, you, it does uh, 2d6 is standard damage, and then it does another 2d6 of fire damage, which is 4d6, which means yeah. at 20th level, twice per combat, I this character would be slinging... I mean, uh, a it's, lot of it's, D6. Uh, four times four, 16. 16 D6. 16 D6. Wait, four that's times actually, eight. That's, no? Isn't it? Four times eight. Because if I action surge, I would oh, get yeah, eight yeah. attacks. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah that's actually, wow. So that's, that's 32 D6. 32 D6. That's, plus, that's, uh, that's more fire damage than a, ma than a ninth level fireball. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's more. That's more. That's more fire damage than a knife. Sure, I might have fireball. to just roll this one time just to see what happens. <laughs> do it. Do it really I wanna, quickly. I want to know what this. Uh, want to start this rolling it. I'll read the the rest of the features. Yes, but do essentially, it. yeah. You, uh, the bottom line is fighters get more attacks than anybody else. Uh, monks sort of kind of mitigate that, but it's a it's a it's a limited resource because of key points. Fighters, you just when you hit eleventh level, you just always get three attacks. So mm. pretty sick. Uh, then at ninth level, oh. you have. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, wait, wait, wait! Wow. Let me let me finish yeah, reading yeah, yeah, it, go, and then go, jump go, in. Go, go, at ninth go. level, you get indomitable. Uh, you you can re-roll a saving throw that you fail. If you do so, you must use the new roll, and you can only use this feature once per long rest. But at thirteenth level, you can use it. 
twice between long rests mm. and three times between long rests starting at 17th level. This is essentially the fighter's capstone ability. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep upgrading. Basically, yeah. you, once you get extra attack and indomitable, they just keep upgrading those. And those are the fighter. I guess technically four attacks is the fighter's 20 is the fighter's capstone ability. Uh, but that's, that's, that's it. We've hit the, we've hit the whole list of base fighter mm. features is that you just, you start getting more and more attacks and it's harder and harder for you to fail a saving throw. Yeah. That's what that, that's what that it's is. It's really good. It's really, really good. Indomitable. So, 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 so useful. When there's a bad guy who has Indomitable and they, it's oh. like a tough bad guy mm. and they fail the saving throw and you're like, yes. And then the DM's like, but no. they have Indomitable, which gives yeah. them the ability to reroll saving throw. You're like, oh. No, 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 no. Like everybody's heart sinks. And there's so many things like that will paralyze you that will. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. It's wild. Um, So uh, do you want to know my damage? Yeah. So bear in mind I'm rolling eight attacks. So with no crits, with absolutely no crits, if I just hit on every attack, I just rolled rolled 229 points of damage. 200? Yep. I also, have great weapon. I also have Great Weapon Master as well, so that's also part of the reason. <laughs> okay, so subtract the 80 that you get from, <laughs> from Great Weapon Master. Still 149. And then also, also subtract all of the bonuses that you're getting from your a bit, from your strength or dexterity that you're using. That's only uh, four, plus four on each. So, so that's only another 32. Yeah. Uh, I rolled so 99 you, on the damage, though. That's really good. It's good. 99 on the dice. 99 on the damage. 99 on the dice. I got yeah. 99 problems, but my damage ain't one. Uh, Boom. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, very, very, else? very. It's a, look, it's a solid. That that's the end. We, no, we've hit everything. That's that the, everything in the oh, base yes, class. That's one level just, ability, I guess, is the, is the fourth attack. Is the four attacks. They just keep upgrading. Mm. Uh, so I don't, honestly, I don't really have a problem with that. No. I think that's pretty cool. It's a lot better than some of the other limp 20th level abilities that we've come up against yeah. for some of the other classes so yeah yeah uh, uh sure. it's a solid capstone ability four attacks more attacks than anybody else gets mm-hmm. uh it's a cool look uh, your fighter very simple base class uh very straightforward and then you can customize a little bit more with the subclasses that's basically the setup yeah. that we have um uh, let's do some subclasses cool. uh should we do some subclasses do you want to yeah. go first or shall i go first um um, You've been picking up this uh, battle master, so maybe that should go last. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Do, oh, you're you're doing samurai. I am doing samurai. Yes. Teach us the way of the samurai, Jasper. I will indeed teach you the way of the samurai. Um, uh, I love this. The uh, uh, a a samurai's uh, path has two choices: yield or die fighting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, fair. Uh, so, Samurai Features, we have bonus proficiencies uh, starting at level 3, which is obviously when you get the uh, your abilities. So that is in History, Insight, Performance, or Persuasion. Um, and then a third level, so when, again, when you get the ability, you get uh, a Fighting Spirit. Um, in the, uh, the intensity of battle can help, you, can help shield you and strike true. As a bonus action, you can give yourself advantage on weapon attack rolls until the end of your turn. When you do so, you gain five temporary hit points. Uh, the number of temporary hit points increases uh, at certain levels with the class, increasing to 10 at 10th level, 15th at 15th level. You can use this uh, feature three three times uh, wow. and you gain all expended uses at the end of a long rest it's really good 
give yourself advantage on all attack rolls until the end of that's, your turn. Let's be real. When people are going to the samurai, that's what they want. Yes, that's absolutely. The, the fighting spirit is the thing that they want. Yes. It's not It's not the bonus proficiencies. No. That's, that's a bonus proficiency is nice. Yeah. But like, I, I guess I guess does the does the samurai lean on charisma a little bit more? Um, or I guess insight or charisma because history, intelligence, uh, yeah. uh, skill, insight, wisdom, performance, and persuasion are charisma. Uh, it, uh, wisdom, I think actually, I think it is wisdom, which will come onto the in the next ability. Mm. Um, uh, I believe yes. Um, yeah, it is wisdom. Yes, it is wisdom. Um, yeah, it's this is very very good. Um, you know, all of those attacks I just rolled, I could have rolled them with advantage with my flame tongue greatsword. Yeah, that's really you know what I mean? Good. With great yeah. weapon, if you if you get great weapon master, which is a five, minus five to your attack, but plus ten to damage. Yeah. I mean, forget about it. You're doing so much damage. Yeah. Uh, then you get elegant courtier. Have I said that right, Jeremy? Did I say a word correctly? Yes, yes, yes. you did. Woohoo! Uh, starting at seventh level, your discipline and attention to detail. Oh wait, did we talk about how you get more hit points? You're talking about the temp hit points? Yeah, yeah. I said oh, for finding... temp hit... oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. Uh, you said you get, you get the plus five temp hit points, uh, and then it increases to ten at tenth level and fifteen at fifteenth level. Uh, uh, it went into a black hole in my brain. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but it's worth it saying though. That is also ridiculously good. Not only do you get advantage on all of your attack rolls, you also get ten hit points. Yeah. Uh, little, it's almost like a little barbarian-y it, like very different mechanic like uh, mechanical route yeah. but it's like reckless attack and you're getting sort of the, the hit point bonus that you kind of make up for with the rage so yeah. pretty cool um, and actually just to go into flavor as well uh, because of the the way, the way the samurai is flavored uh, when I dipped into barbarian for Valnar I, instead of making it like a Blind Fury. I gave her this thing. I gave. I, I. I renamed it Blood. Uh, Blood Rage. I think I called it or Blood Fury. Um. And the idea was that like he gets like hyper focused, like where like everything in his path is an obstacle, mm. and he's like uh just like yeah like uh his eyes go black and he's just like oh I will like just destroy everything in my path kind of thing. Just intense so, focus. Intense focus. Yeah. There's some different ways that you could uh you could flavor this as well. Just I think it's nice. Uh. So yes. Uh, starting at seventh level, you get uh, your discipline and attention to detail helps you excel in social situations. Whenever you make a charisma persuasion check, you can gain a bonus equal to your wisdom modifier. So uh, that's an interesting one. So you make a yeah. persuasion check, but you're also adding your wisdom modifier. Yes. Okay. Uh, which again, if you're going for the samurai build, if you're going for that uh, bonus in history uh, uh, or insight or whatever that that you know that may be, that's what's uh, what's going. Um, I guess I mean it gives you more. Adding... It basically it gives you more uh, utility, honestly, in yeah. uh, non combat. It gives you, you now it, become it really good at persuading you. people. Yeah, it's encouraging you to do that. Yeah. Uh, your self control causes you to gain a proficiency in wisdom saving throws. If you already have this proficiency, you can instead choose intelligence or charisma very useful mm-hmm. uh, there's a, a, a good handful of uh, enemy abilities i can think that would force you to make wisdom saving throws and they're yeah. never fun like, yeah. they are, wisdom saving throws are nasty when they don't go right you're getting i don't know is that like possession and stuff isn't that all is that wisdom yeah I'm i think so sure although a lot of things are yeah. wisdom there's a lot of there's a lot of things it, a lot of times it'll be damage plus something else yeah uh, uh 
Then you get tireless spirit. This is I genuinely love this. At tenth level, uh, when you roll initiative and you have no uses of fighting spirit left, you just get one back. <laughs> like, I just nice. I love that. I I, I enjoy the fact that it it, it uh, encourages you to use them. Uh, every day, uh, there's a yeah. lot of abilities. I find myself as a player going, oh, I kind of want to. I have to save it. Should I save it? And then you know, like, oh well, we're long resting now, so that yeah. was. Yeah, I'd also um, like to throw out. You should. Be, uh, some of these abilities are better used at the beginning of combats. Mm. Uh, to do, depending on whether or not you, it depends on whether or not uh, a creature has regenerative abilities, mm. uh, it can just heal itself. But like, if you're trying to kill, like basically killing something quickly is better than waiting. So yes, if you're like, always. uh, fighting spirit is great to combo with action surge, as we said, mm. and it, it's just great to just dump it clo- or like close. If it's like a big enemy and you're like, we got to put this thing down now, as yeah. soon as you're able to get in there and start going at it it can be very oh yeah that's, that's actually a very good front. point if you're planning on using action surge that turn use fighting spirit yeah you, you then you'll get like you're doubling the amount of attacks that you get advantage on who yeah who doesn't want that that's great yeah uh so then at starting at 15th level you get rapid strike uh you learn uh to trade accuracy for swift strikes if you take an attack action on your turn, you have an advantage on the attack roll against one of the targets. You can forego the advantage of that roll and make the addition and uh, make an additional weapon attack against that target as a part of the same action. You can do this no more than once per turn. So Yikes. essentially, this could give you uh what your 15th level this could give you if you action surge for example say you use the fighting surge or excuse me say you use fighting spirit and action surge combo yeah you're getting so you're now getting advantage say you get advantage on the first attack Mm -hmm. uh so that's two second attack third attack fourth attack but the fifth attack but then on the sixth attack you make it without advantage and instead you make a sixth and a seventh attack that don't have advantage uh that's pretty cool it's very That's pretty cool. cool. And you can only use it once per turn, but you can use it in in lum- an unlimited number of times in in limited, an unlimited <laughs> number of times outside of that. <laughs> what is it? In lim- uh in limited uh this is the title this should be like in limited fool your manure. Or fool fool your manure an in limited un- number un- of times. In limited number of times. <laughs> English has escaped Jeremy this morning. <laughs> Uh, oh that's funny um yeah i think yeah because the thing is if you think about this this you're uh you're not trading anything here really um because you're still rolling 2d20s like you would with advantage it's just if you happen to roll well on both now you get extra damage so it like it's a it's a very easy trade to do when you have advantage like if you have advantage just use it yeah. Like, just use it. It's good. Um, and like it gives that. you... The, the the difference here is that you get to add your uh, ability score modifier to the damage of both of these attacks instead of just to the one. Yep. 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 So, yep. Yep. yeah. It, it is mechanically a, a good choice if you're going to use it sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's very good. And then... Then at, start, at, at 18th level, you get strength before death. Mm-hmm. Uh, your fighting spirit can delay the grasp of death. Uh, if you take damage that reduces you to zero hit points and doesn't kill you outright, which with a D10, you would be unfortunate uh, to be getting mm. killed outright at 18th level because you'd be having up north of 200 hit points. So you're looking at something doing 250, 300 points of damage in a single turn, which would be ludicrous. So as long as it doesn't kill you outright, 
you can use your reaction to delay falling unconscious, and you can immediately take an extra turn, uninterrupting uh, the current turn. Uh, in, sorry, interrupting the current turn. While you have zero hit points during uh, the that extra turn, taking damage causes a death saving throw failure as normal, and three death saving throws can still kill you. When the extra turn ends, you fall unconscious and you drop to zero hit points. Uh, you can use this feature again at the end of a long rest. I love this! What <laughs> this, this means, so though, cool. is that you can just second wind. If you still have oh, it. Oh, sure! Yeah, you can. Yeah. Second win is a bonus action and kill whatever just tried to whatever just yeah. dropped you down. Or you can be like, <laughs> well, this thing's on the verge of death anyway. I'm going to uh I'm going to what you get this at 18th level? Yeah. Can you action surge twice by this point? Yep, 17th level you can action surge twice. You you're <laughs> like, okay, so you're like I'm going to action surge again. Uh cuz I think wait, is it you, you can can't use, action surge no, twice it's a, at the same time. But it's 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 a different turn. It counts yeah, as a separate a turn. turn. Yeah, That's why it says. Turn. So you can yeah. you could you could have action surged on your on the turn where where like where you dropped to zero hit points. <laughs> Oh my I goodness. I love this ability. I think this is just, this is one of those kind of abilities where the DM is like, excuse me, what? You, no, 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 That's... I need to read this again. Did you say you get, an, you get a whole turn? I'm taking you with me. Now, <laughs> just yet. because I killed you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is so, like, imagine, this is so, and I think this is like, uh, 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 if you're thinking of like classic, you know, movie, samurai, <laughs> whatever, Boromir. you get, yeah, Boromir, you get run through with a sword or something, and as you are coughing up blood, you're just like, not done yet. Uh, draw your sword and just ah, like incredible. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's you fall so limp cool. on the sword at the end yes. of your turn, or just second wind and decide not to do that. Um, yeah, there's a scene in in uh, one of the best samurai movies ever made where one of the like one of the main characters gets shot and then just staggers through, oh. chases down the guy who shot him and stabs him to death, and yep. it's like yes, yeah, that's that what that is. It. I think this would be like. If this was me, uh, you know, this would be the moment, like, if you're on the edge of a cliff, the bad guy stabs you, knocks you to zero hit points, and you just go, nah. And then you just dump tackle him off of the, yes. <laughs> like, off the cliff, and, like, both of you just fall to your death. Like, it's just That's so sick. baller. It's such a baller ability. And I feel like, in terms of, like, those cinematic moments, mm -hmm. your samurai fighter... Like is it's th a this cool is, subclass. This is yeah, it's a very very cool subclass. I really enjoy this, uh, and I love that ability. Battle Rager. Battle Battle Master. Don't don't yeah, ever gonna, besmirch the name of the battle. I'm just gonna redo that and pretend I did that. Battle Master. No, no, that needs to stay in. The fact that you said Battle Rager uh, instead of Battle, battle Master I'm so uh, sorry. is I'm an so insult. Sorry, it's an insult to everyone. Especially <laughs> including the yourself. Masters. Yeah, especially the Battle Master. Uh, never speak the name of that horrible subclass horrible ever again. Subclass. Uh, the, the Battle Master from Tasha, not from Tasha's Guide to Everything, from Blair's Handbook. Uh, it is basically you're the, coming the, at me for my misspoke mis, misspokes. Oh, I've had man. way more. I've had way the, more misspokes this episode. <laughs> but you gotta you gotta get the name. You gotta get the name right. Oh man, you, you gotta get the name of the Beetle Mooster. Uh, you gotta get the name of the Beetle. <laughs> Mr. Correct. So the <laughs> please, so. Jeremy, please can we make the Beetle Mooster subclass, please? <laughs> please. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a cross yes. between yeah it's like a after after we make the poochie ratbag subclass yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can Which make might the beetle also mooster. be a fighter to be fair i think poochie ratbag needs versatility <laughs> i think so. i think Poo- poochie ratbag is a floating subclass which means any class can take it whoa any class could be a poochie compliment- ratbag complicated to make but i'm down for it <laughs> yeah it's just gonna have a bunch of complementary abilities or or abilities that just could apply to any character however uh, it will definitely suck probably for some classes like in yeah, like it's sure and also just for your play style it may just be a real problem yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know try it anyway <laughs> yeah uh so the battle master the whole deal with the battle master uh well actually you know i'll read you the i'll read you the text those who emulate the archetypal battle master employ martial techniques passed down through generations to a battle master combat is an academic field sometimes including subjects beyond battle such as weapon smithing or and calligraphy not every fighter absorbs the lessons of history theory and artistry that are reflected in the battle master archetype but those who do are well-rounded fighters of great skill and knowledge this is basically your battlefield commander Mm. uh this is like your general you know all the different tricks and maneuvers uh that you can use and also in some cases even have your allies use uh Mm. this is like the quarterback if you're uh, an american football fan this is the person who's calling plays uh is able to do tricksy difficult things that Mm. your opponents are like oh man this, this person knows what they're doing. It's frustrating. It's very powerful. Very, very good. This is your uh, this is your tide turner, I think. And, a, you know, of a subclass, if you're in the middle of a battle and you, you've got some, you've got a lot of cool abilities which could uh, really, you know, uh, could change some things around because you've yeah. got a, because uh, you've got that mind for it. You know? It's a gooden. It's, it's a, a gooden. Good. Um, Tell the, us what the, you get with this gooden. Yes, right off the bat, third level, you get combat superiority. Uh, when you choose this archetype at third level, you can learn maneuvers that are fueled by special dice called superiority dice. Uh, you learn three maneuvers of your choice. Many maneuvers enhance attack in some way. You can only use one maneuver per attack. Uh, but if you have multiple attacks, you can use multiple maneuvers. Uh, you can use you can learn two additional maneuvers of your choice at seventh, tenth, and fifteenth levels. Each time you, so you learn end it with new- six maneuvers. Yes, wow. and also each time you learn new maneuvers, you can replace one maneuver you know with a different one. Uh, then you uh, these. By the way, this this ability is the cornerstone. We'll talk about it eventually uh, of the gunsmith yes. uh, subclass that we made. This is what a lot of that was based on. Um, so the superiority dice. You have four superiority dice. So you learn three maneuvers and you can use them four times. Uh, the p- superiority dice are d8s. You expend a superiority die when you use. Use it. Uh, you regain all your expended superiority dice when you finish a short rest. So short or long rest. So essentially, uh, you have four d8s, four chances to use your maneuvers per short rest, uh, and you also gain another superiority die at seventh level and one more at fifteenth level. Definitely so you- be definitely be that person if you're in the middle of the day and you're just like doing a thing. Oh, are you, we're going to a tavern or something to discuss a plan. Just be like, hey yep. Liam, can I have a short rest? Yeah, because they'll probably be like, oh yeah, yeah, not not knowing how badly they're screwing themselves for the next yeah, combat. Yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> next combat, I have another four superiority dice, yeah. or at max, when you get to fifteenth level, you get six, six 
uh, six uses of these maneuvers. And finally, saving throws. Some of your maneuvers require your target to make a saving throw to resist the maneuver's effects. The saving throw DC is calculated with eight plus your proficiency bonus plus your strength or dex modifier. Your choice. So it's versatile. Mm. Uh, but let's let me tell you how versatile. Uh, let's Please, let's run through some of these how. maneuvers. You get to pick. Remember, right off the bat, you get to pick three of these, and then you max out at six. Uh, and that's if you don't take the uh, what is it? Superiority, superior technique, fighting style, which gives mm. you another one, or oh, martial right. adept, which gives you, I think, another two. And there's a possibly. couple of these. There's a couple uh, of these. I think for, to pick from. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple. Uh, there's so a you couple. get ambush. Ambush. When you make a stealth check or an, on an, uh, or an initiative roll, you can expend a superiority die and add the die to the roll, provided you aren't incapacitated. So when you make a stealth check, you can just add a D8 or an initiative roll. You can just add nice. a D8. Uh, bait and switch. This is the next one. When you're within five feet of a creature on your turn, you can expend one superiority die and switch places with the creature, provided you spend at least five feet of movement and the creature is willing and isn't incapacitated. This movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. Ugh. Roll the superiority already die until the start of your next turn you or the other creature gains a bonus to ac what? equal to the number rolled good lord so if you want to be able to defend people say your wizard gets pinned down you're like no and Sweet. you make it to the wizard you boop. you just swip, swap you around swap places and one of you gets a bonus to your ac swap around and you pump your ac up to like 23 or something yeah <laughs> like, oh. that's effectively like a that's like a better version of shield yeah, uh, in some it, ways. Well, admittedly, you have to roll well on the th thing, but I mean, even a plus even one a plus is going to be good. Yeah. You know I mean? Plus eight. You can, you can get a plus S, I mean. Imagine, imagine you're plus already eight. like 18, 19 AC. So you're you jump up to a 26 or 20, 27. That's ridiculous. Oh. Until the start of your next turn as well. Like a whole yeah. round where your DM is just throwing things furiously. It's a nightmare. Uh, you get brace, or you could pick brace. Uh, when a creature you can see moves into the reach you have with the melee weapon you're wielding, you can use your reaction to expend one superiority die and make one attack against the creature using that weapon. If the attack hits, add the superiority die to the weapon's damage roll. Nice. So basically, if somebody comes up to you, oh, you can like just... Oh, it's like Polar Blaster, effectively, without the having to take that feat. Yeah, right? and with extra damage yeah. uh, that you're throwing on top of it. Commander Strike. You can, uh, when you make an attack, you uh, when you take the attack action on your turn, you can forego one of your attacks and use a bonus action to direct one of your companions to strike. When you choose, when you do so, choose a friendly creature who can see or hear you and expend one superiority die. That creature can immediately use its reaction to make one weapon attack, adding the superiority die to the dam at the attack's damage roll. That also means that, uh, well, that basically, say you have a rogue. Rogues can mm. um, sneak attack as a reaction. So if the rogue has already used their sneak attack once, uh, you can you can then use uh, this ability to have them sneak attack again and do extra burst damage or say you have a paladin who can smite, yeah, smite. there's oh. this is a, this is, it's, it could be very useful mm. commanding presence when you make an intimidation performance or persuasion check you expend a superiority die and add it to the ability check so what I like about this is some of these abilities are giving you boosts to ability checks in addition to uh, attacks disarming yep. attack you can disarm somebody by expending a superiority die uh, you add the superiority die to the attack damage roll and they have to make a strength saving throw against your maneuver DC uh, on a failed save drops the object you choose damn so and the object lands at its feet so Good. say somebody's holding a weapon that you want say somebody's mm -hmm. holding an item that you're trying to get yep 
You for, try and force him to drop it. And at the very least, you're doing extra damage. The extra damage the has, happens no matter Still what. Still there. Yeah. 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 Distracting yeah. strike. When you hit somebody, you expend a superiority die to distract them, giving uh, you for, uh, giving the next attack roll against the target uh, by somebody other than you advantage as long as the attack is made before the start of your next turn. And you actually also add the superiority die to the attack's damage. Uh, so the extra damage plus somebody gets advantage. Uh, evasive footwork. You can expend a superiority die. This subclass is ridiculous already. Yeah. You can expend a superiority die to uh, roll the die and add the number rolled to your AC until you stop moving when you move. So say you're like trying to escape. You're like boop. Great. I now have a plus seven to my AC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fainting attack. That's F-E-I-N-T not F-A-I-N-T. Not, <gasps> yes. Like, <laughs> not swooning attack. Yeah. Fainting attack. Yeah. Uh, that, you can that's ex- later on the list. Swooning attack. Yes. Uh, you can expend a superiority die and use a bonus action on your turn to faint using one creature or choosing one creature oh. within five feet of you as your target. You have advantage on your next attack roll against that creature before the end of your turn. And of course, you say it with superior. me. You add the you superiority add the die to, nice yes, to, the to the damage roll. <laughs> uh, goading attack. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend a superiority die to attempt to goad them into attacking you. Uh, you, of course, add the superiority die to the damage roll. And yep. they have to make a wisdom save. If they fail, they have disadvantage on all attack rolls against targets other than you until the end of your next turn. <sighs> Yeah. These, what's so good about these, sorry, just to like a little midpoint, because uh, we are, I don't even know if we're halfway through. Um, uh, <laughs> these, we're some, halfway. Of these, some of these are like mini spells, right? They are like yeah. taking spell abilities, but doing like a slightly reduced version of them, uh, which you just get to like pump in when you, would do, when you make an attacks and stuff. It's so, mm-hmm. so good. Because that uh, goading strike is that you just read there. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically like, uh, like heroism, sanctuary. I think. Is, is, is it sanctuary? Or? I think it's heroism. Heroism. No, Heroism. honestly, uh, the although uh, bait and switch is better than than sanctuary because yeah. now you can just yeah. boop move them out of harm's way yeah. and uh, give them a plus to their AC. Better than shield. Yeah, In that, you know, yeah, it's good. Potentially, mm. yeah. Uh, mm. It's it's really good. Um, then you have uh, what's the next one? Ah, grappling, grappling strike. strike. Uh, <laughs> immediately after you hit somebody, you can expend a superiority die uh, with a melee attack. Well, I should specify on your turn. That's important as well. So this does not work as an opportunity attack. You can expend one superiority die and try to grapple them as a bonus action. Add the superiority die to your athletics check. I've already said this. Grappling is good in this game. Yes. Grappling is uh, good. In this. If you take unarmed strike, you take unarmed whatever, then yep, from now on you come you, extra d4. But yeah, exactly. Uh, lunging attack. You can increase, you can expend it if superiority die to increase your reach for the attack that you're about to make by five feet. So if you're it, a bugbear with a pole arm. 20 feet 20. reach. <laughs> That's ridiculous. If you that hit. That is ridiculous. And of course, of course, Jasper, if you hit. You, you add your superiority, add superiority die to the damage, damage roll. roll. <laughs> yes. Uh, then maneuvering attack. When you hit somebody with a weapon attack, you can expend a superiority die to move one of your comrades. You add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll, of course, and you choose a friendly creature who can see or hear you. That creature can use its reaction to move up to half its speed without provoking opportunity attacks without from the target of your tro- from the attack. from the target of your attack specifically from the target of oh, your attack. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. So but still, if, but, still. 
still, this is the same. Like, this is you hit somebody with maneuvering attack. This is like bait and switch, except you hit somebody and the other person can move now. Or you need to get your rogue in to grab the big thing and get the hell out of there. Yeah. Or like, ah, there's just so yeah. many uses. So say, many. Yeah, say you cause them to drop the item that you're trying to get with with uh, a, a disarming attack and you and want you, somebody else to run in and grab it. Oh, uh, this yeah. is ridiculous. Like, it's so, like, you're just a one-man, yeah. one-man, one-person party. This is yeah. wild. <laughs> Menacing attack. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can expend a superiority die to attempt to frighten the target. Of course, you add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll. Mm-hmm. And the target has to make a wisdom saving throw. If it fails, it's frightened of you until the end of your next turn. That's ridiculous. Uh, which That's basically a good means, spell. That would be yeah. a good spell. <laughs> yeah. Which means it now is, uh, it has disadvantage on all attacks uh, against, or that the, all attacks, period, if it can see you, and it can't willingly move closer to you. Uh, that's good. Uh, parry. When another creature damages you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction and expend one superiority die to reduce the damage by the number you roll on your superiority die plus your dex modifier. Uh, very, very good there. One of the only, uh, one of the only abilities that lets you reduce melee damage that you're Mm. taking. Uh, one of very few abilities that lets you do that. Uh, precision attack. When you make a weapon attack uh, a roll against a creature, you can expend a superiority die to add it to the roll. <laughs> you can use this maneuver wow. before or after making the attack roll, but before uh, before any of the effects of the attack are applied. So after making the attack, you realize uh, I'm one point short of their AC. Oh, not go. anymore. No, I hit them. Oh, not I'm, anymore. And I'm, uh... Uh, do you, I don't think you get to add the damage, though, do you? This one? No, you don't. That's a sad one. That's uh, a sad one. It's a shame. It's a real letdown, that ability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> worst, worst ability. Uh, pushing <laughs> attack. When you hit somebody with a weapon attack, you can expend a superiority die to drive the target back. You add the superiority die to the attack's damage roll. And if the target is large or smaller, it has to make a strength save. If it fails, it gets pushed 15 feet away from you. Uh, quick toss as a bonus action you can, it can expend as a superiority die and make a ranged attack with a weapon that has the throne property uh, you can draw the weapon as part of making the attack and of course say it with me if you hit, if you, hit you add you the, the, the superiority die yes so the superiority Sorry, the, die yep, to the weapon's went, damage that, roll. Went, that went badly for me that it's okay we tried we tried we did try we did uh, try only a few left but by the way, look look at the versatility. Rally on your turn. You can use a bonus action. Expend a superiority die to bolster the reserve the resolve of one of your companions. Choose a friendly creature who can see or hear you. Uh, the creature gains temp hit points equal to the superiority die plus your charisma modifier. So you're like a battlefield commander yelling like, "Come on, we can do it!" We got uh, this. And they get and they get temp HP. Um, and you can do this. The thing is, you could use rally on multiple. Uh, oh, excuse me. You can only use a bonus action once, but you can use multiple times during a fight you know what i really like about this i'm almost actually thinking you know how you said uh, about gandalf being a valabard mm-hmm. i feel like if you subclass if you mix this with like a, a wizard or something this would be yeah. gandalf you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he'd be out on the battlefields just because he'd be inspiring everyone he'd be just pulling people around like i i just think yeah uh, this, this is pretty so great cool. uh repost when a creature misses you you with a melee attack you can use your reaction and expend a superiority die to make a melee weapon attack against the creature and if you hit you add the superiority die Did to the damage roll. <laughs> no i said melee but maybe <laughs> gonna, maybe maybe it's I'm, a melee 
Maybe it's a, I'm maybe it's a waylay. Audio. I thought you said waylay. <laughs> it may be waylay. Uh, it may be melee. Uh, so you also get sweeping attack. This one's very cool. Uh, you could exp- When you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack, you could expend a superiority to attempt to damage another creature with the same attack. Choose another creature within what? five feet of the original target and within your reach. If the original attack roll would hit the second creature, it takes damage equal to the number you roll on your superiority die. The nice. damage is of the same type dealt by the original attack. Nice. Very, very nice. Tactical assessment. When you make an investigation, history, or wisdom or insight check, you can expend one superiority die and add it to the superiority, add that number to the ability check. I love the fact that they actually do give you out of combat options here. Yeah, because uh, that's one of the that's one of the big complaints we had about the fighter in general. Yeah. Was just the, the lack of out of combat options. So this yeah. is yeah, very, very yeah. good. And finally, trip attack. When you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can with a weapon attack, not a melee attack, you can expend a superiority die to attempt to knock the target down uh you add the superiority die to the damage roll and if the uh, uh, the target is larger or smaller has to make a strength save if it fails you knock it prone uh, you can knock somebody prone with a rock with an arrow like, with a with dagger anything. with a dagger and then if you are up close and personal with that thing you now have advantage on yes. your attacks for the rest of the turn so if you did that at the beginning um started attacking action surge yeah now that was an absolute pile of abilities yeah but just l- the amount of versatility that you get mm. and different directions like th- yeah. it's almost like you're you're effectively like building out like a a a, a, a like pick and mix of a subclass yeah. you know what i mean you could you could pick these and really decide them they could have they could absolutely decide like the flavor of your character whether they're this battlefield leader you could go for like a sherlock holmesy build here you know mm-hmm. who's using intelligence to like trip their opponents up with the with, you know whatever and, and investigate stuff and like yeah. there's just so many possibilities for this um um, I, I definitely really think I, I honestly do think though that if it, like there is a world in which I think that like all fighters could get some of these you know like could, could have an option to have some of and these and they can with kind their fighting style like, well true with the, yeah with the fighting style but Almost like a bit like the. Uh, I feel like th- this could be. They could be like your smites. Oh, that's okay. Saying. Like as in like you could like all fighters could get access to like Ooh, one. You know what I mean? That would be cool. And then and then you have like a certain amount of uses or whatever. But like you just pick right. the one. But yeah. it just, I just think it's so much fun to add flavor to the martial classes because for me this is no different to spells. This is no difference to like having yeah. spells, right? Uh, this is like your spell book. Uh, and, and like so, I think there'd be for me. I don't need no one. Why you wouldn't be able to as especially if you're like not like i don't know like a uh sai warrior or eldritch knight who has access to spells i yeah. reckon you could easily i think all martial classes could easily have access to something like akin to this i think it's a very mm. cool uh thing that would make them a bit more a viable outside of combat potentially if you wanted to go in that direction and b just like you know give them more bonus action stuff or give them more reaction stuff or just make them generally or just more, do more damage do more yeah do more damage move around the battlefield a bit better you uh, know? if i think if you had it scale with your um if you had it scale according to your what's the word uh proficiency bonus mm. uh then theoretically i could see it working on other classes yeah. it's just that they're re- these are really good i mean yeah like they, the ability they, they to do some of this stuff is like these, wow. do you know what i mean and like maybe some of them you don't add the superiority dice to the damage and stuff all the time but like i think i actually saw someone on 
Twitter maybe when they when we responded to uh, the 5.5 episode we did with Nancy saying something similar to this, like basically like more uh, uh, options for the martial classes in terms of like things mm. that you can do. And I think this is like the perfect example. Like there's clearly a lot of stuff that you can do. And I like the idea of just taking some spells at w like, you know, uh, 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 and changing them around a little bit so they're not overpowering the spells, probably mm -hmm. underpower from the spells perspective, but giving like martial classes the ability to do this because if you gave some of these to a barbarian oof, yeah oof really yeah. cool you know what i mean trip like the barbarian just is able yeah. to trip someone up and then yeah. just ground and pound like it would be yeah. so cool like i love the idea and i don't see the reason why a barbarian wouldn't be like oh it's better for me if i trip you up so a barbarian just grabs them by the leg and just yeets them onto the floor and mm -hmm. then full ufc style goes yeah, into full pounding. cover and just starts like wailing on them or whatever yeah. you know what i mean be amazing yeah it's very good um, um what then, else do we get? Yes, you also get more at, stuff. <laughs> yeah, you get more stuff. Uh, also at, at third level, you get Student of War, which gives you proficiency with one type of artisan's tools of your choice. Uh, clearly the thing that most people are coming to this subclass for. Yeah, this is uh, the one. <laughs> yeah. Then at seventh level, you get Know Your Enemy. If you spend at least one minute observing or interacting with another creature outside of combat, you can learn information about Ooh. its capabilities compared to your own. The DM will tell you if the if the character is your equal, superior, or inferior in regard to two of the following characteristics of your choice. Strength score, deck score, con score, armor class, current hit points, total class levels, if any, and fighter class levels, if any. Hmm. Uh, it could be a little useful. Let's be real. Like, at this point, it's yeah. gravy. Yeah, it's just yeah, gravy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't I think it's that it's great. Gravy. I would say it's like a cherry you know what i mean yeah. it's like a little <laughs> if you're like, eating gravy with something or if you're if it's a dish that you would normally serve gravy with adding yeah. a cherry just sounds like a really weird move oh no i wasn't talking about combining <laughs> the uh the gravy i was more like this is like you want to toss the cherry onto your mashed potatoes uh <laughs> it was making the point that if you're eating a dish that requires gravy and you don't have gravy that gravy is essential so therefore, uh, okay, I was fair. making the point that know your enemy is not quite that good. You know what do I you mean? guys? Yeah. Do you guys have the the saying "It's all gravy"? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, all okay. gravy. Yeah. It's all gravy, baby. Uh. So at tenth level, you get improved combat superiority die. At tenth level, they turn into d10s. Ridiculous. At eighteenth level, they turn into d12. Ridiculous. D12. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Short That's rest real as well, good. Everyone. You can Short boost rest. your AC by twelve with. Some <laughs> <days>. <laughs> you could give your wizard an armor class of twenty for like a turn yes. if you wanted to. <laughs> like the wizard casts shield, which already raises its AC. <laughs> like say the wizard normally has an AC of like twelve, and now it's seventeen, it's and then you toss it out to twenty nine AC. Jeez. <laughs> a wizard with a twenty nine AC. You see the oh. wizard just charging towards the Tarasque. <gasps> And yeah. you're like, it only lasts for a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Just standing, dealing, like standing in melee with a Tarrasque. Uh, Not then getting hit. Finally, uh, well, technically it's the final ability that you get. Uh, Relentless at 15th level. When you roll initiative and have no superiority dice remaining, you regain one superiority die. Nice. It's good. Yeah, real good. It's real good. Perhaps now you understand why it, is it has been considered historically, and to many people still, the best fighter subclass. 
and one of the best subclasses in the game. I, there's no arguing. It's uh, it's it's phenomenal. There's that ridiculously good. Um, Samurai is real good, but it ain't the battle master. It ain't the battle. It ain't the battle master. I th- I think yeah. I would still I I'd make I would love to see this. Uh, like versions of this, either especially for fighters, for like all fighters, and uh, mm. and maybe some sprinklings of it in other martial classes. Because I just think this is too good. This is too much fun to like hog it all for one nah, thing. Nah, keep it. Let me keep it. No. Because it, it adds to the flavor. It's the flavor of the battlefield commander. Oh, no, no, yeah, absolutely. And I, think, I don't I think, think it makes saying. as much sense for a barbarian, unless you're unless you're opting into a subclass to mm. be able to just be like, sure. mine now. Um, I think, I think what I would, what I, what the point I'm trying to make is, I, I, all I'm saying is some of these, like, or mm. even, not even as good versions of these, potentially. I'm just saying some of these, I think, would be really, really fun if you could uh, throw them around as one of the other martial classes. That's all. But mm. it is so, so good. I uh, had the exact same issue as I know I will have playing one of these guys when I played Tovo, which is that you have there's so many potential uh, for cool stuff. And you're Wait until you hear the stuff them. Tovo didn't pick. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, the stuff that I didn't pick. Like, yeah. uh, it was really tough. It was really, really tough picking. And I don't envy anyone who has to pick these. At least you get to change them out. Uh, when you get an ability score improvement, is that um no no it's you can it's Whenever when you, you learn, learn additional maneuver. maneuver so yeah. seventh tenth and fifteenth level you can you yeah can, uh you can bait and switch them out um yeah. so yeah I think yeah. Uh, I think that's a pretty good idea of well, I think we hit the we've definitely delved into the two uh, fighter subclasses that we're going we, check out the Patreon by the way if you want to hear us jump into the rest of the fighter yes. subclasses and I think we've done a pretty good job of summing up the fighter itself uh, it's a it's a good look people will complain about it not having much flavor uh, frankly I people will say maybe the fighters vanilla vanilla goes well with everything I would you go a step provide further. the other stuff I, I would go a step further Jeremy I would say most uh uh, classes, but especially the fighter is like plain chicken. It's mm. plain chicken, and it's up to you to bring the spice, the seasoning. Mm. You know, that's, and see, that's, that's see, what I'm saying. Yes, and there are some classes, sure, like the warlock the, or maybe the like, rogue that yeah, come with their own with like your, seasoning. jerk seasoning in like a little pouch, and all you have to do is just, just yeah. sprinkle it over. You know what I mean? But honestly, what that means is it, it pigeonholes you a little bit. Yeah, there are some things, there are some flavor profiles that won't work as well with jerk. I, I will be honest. With I'm gonna say a bold thing right now. I don't really like warlocks, and I'll tell you more about <gasps> it when we get into warlocks. But I find the patron thing to be it gets. I felt like it gets bored after a while. Uh, unless your unless your DM is really really on it, it gets mm-hmm. a little yeah, a little restrictive. After a little while, so I would I will dig into that when we do warlocks. Uh, people are going to come at me. I know people are coming at me already. But you're uh, you're pro you're pro necromancy, Jasper. Oh, how I'm do you big, not like? Uh, yes. How I do guess. you not like the macabre, the most macabre class of them all? Because well, I will dig into it when we get to warlocks. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, this is a tease. This is not a. Uh, this is this, this is not a sneak peek. This is a tease. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I'm tease. not a big fan of warlocks. Um, and I will I'll explain why. Both me- mm. uh, both flavor and mechanically. Anyway. Ye. Uh, that that's it? fighters. That, that was a, hmm? I said no, that's it. That is. Oh, I thought you were saying I thought you were saying daddy. No. <laughs> I was like, daddy? I was like, no, what? no, I wasn't. <laughs> I assuredly was not. 
No, that is not that kind of podcast. It I was is. so confused. Was... <laughs> no, it's going to be a hard no. And on that note, yes. don't forget to fool your manures uh, yeah. and unlimited. And with all your waylay abilities. Your and waylay what was abilities. the other thing that I messed up? Uh, unlimited, uh, unlimited or something? Was it? Oh, um, Inlimited. Inlimited, I think it was. I think it was Inlimited. So, for your manures, everyone, uh, thank you very much for listening to this episode of Three Black Halflings. If you want to find more of our stuff, you can do at TB Halflings and all the social medias. We're on Patreon uh, at patreon.com forward slash TB Halflings. And we also have merch in our merch store. You can find a link for that in the episode description. Go check it out because it's cool. Jasper, what's your social media? What's your Twitter? My social media is JW underscore Cartwright. Jeremy, what's your social media? Yeah, mine is uh, Jeremy Cobb one, a Cobb with two Bs. That's Twitter. Do you have an Instagram, Jasper, that you would like people to follow? Or is that entirely private? Where? Yeah, oh, uh, yes. I do have an Instagram. I think it's Jasper W. Cartwright. So it's pretty similar. It's just that you're spelling out my first name. Uh, yeah, it's just Jasper W. Cartwright is my, uh, my Instagram. Uh, uh, and I have an Instagram with absolutely no, no pictures on pictures. it. I don't, I don't use it for pictures. I got it entirely. Loves. I got it entirely so that I could support my friend uh, who was had started an art account, and so I got it so that I could like and uh, like comment and stuff on her pictures and stuff that she was posting her art, mm. and then I just kind of kept it. Yeah. And so and he I, likes I occasionally don't. and likes stuff. Yeah, that's I literally just show up to support things. That's all. Yeah. Uh, although I do, part of me kind of likes the idea of. Me with no pictures having more followers than, than you. Just because it would be so funny. Not than even just me. you. Yeah, than everybody. I want, oh, right, part I of me is like, it's not that just you specifically, funny. just like everybody. I just love the idea of like me having like 5,000 Instagram followers okay. and never having posted he a He only photo. has, I'm not going to give you the thing because you have part of the game is you have to go and find him. Yeah. He only has 20 followers currently. So please yeah. help brother out. Go, yeah, I know. I, I realize you're going there for absolutely nothing. You're basically just out. following me for no reason. Uh, maybe it's a follow for follow. Maybe should I do a follow? Yeah, do a follow. For follow. For, post post a picture for ten minutes, which says follow for follow, and then immediately delete it after you've posted. It. <laughs> if if you follow me, I'll think about following you back. <laughs> Because wow. I don't know if I want my feed to just have a bunch of photos from people that I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Maybe if I'll follow you back and just like all your photos. Like, oh, not, not like nice. go through creepily and like everything you've posted. No, but just, but just like everything. whenever you post a new thing, I'll just like it. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy will like everything. Yeah. Um, and oh, and the one last thing, uh, I've started streaming over on the Patreon. Uh, I've been meaning to do this for a little while. I'll be streaming some games. I did a little stream on Twitch uh, last night, which was very, very fun. And lots of people came out. But I'm going to be doing that more regularly over on the Patreon. I'll play in some games uh, like No Man's Sky. I played a bit of Spider-Man, Miles Morales uh, yesterday, uh, which was really, really good fun. Uh, so if you want to come hang out with me whilst I play some games and stuff, then check out patreon.com uh, forward slash TB Halflings. Anyway, hmm. that's everything for today. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, and we will see you next week. So Bye. long, Shire Folk. So long, Shire Folk. Bye, Daddy. Bye, Daddy. Yeah, Daddy. See you later. Have a good have a good night, Daddy. <laughs> Sleep. I love well. you. I love you, Daddy. daddy I love you, Daddy. <laughs> Do the roar. Do the roar.
Hello, halflings, and let's parlay patrons. It's ya boy, Jay Cobb, here to thank all of our newest patrons. Uh, these kind folks have gone on to our Patreon and have sponsored us, and I am here to say thank you to all of you right now, starting with Jordan Satterwhite. Thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Seth. Just Seth. Thank you, Seth. Sarah V. Thank you so much, Sarah V. Keith. Kelly. <laughs> How could I forget? I didn't forget. I said your name, Keith Kelly. Thank you, Keith Kelly. Evan Bergamini. I'm guessing it's Bergamini. It could be Bergamini, but I'm guessing it's Bergamini. Thank you, Evan Bergamini. And thank you, Meteor Mantis. <laughs> I see you, Meteor Mantis. My favorite Mantis. Thank you, Meteor Mantis. Gunner Gun. <laughs> you old so-and-so. Thank you so much, Gunner Gun. And Justin C. Thank you, Justin C. Thank you, Oh, and thank you, Karen Evans. Oh, thank you, Karen Evans. Oh, you can't see or feel it, but I'm imagining clasping your hands right now tightly in thank you, Rebecca River Teague. Thank you, Rebecca River Teague. Oh, you're the best, Rebecca River Teague. You're the best. And Nicole Villacres, I'm guessing. Could be Villacres. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much, Nicole Villacres or Villacres. Um, and next is all oh, Learns the Balance Druid. We have to learn the balance, folks. Thank you so much, learn the, Learns the Balance Druid, for learning that balance for all of us. Oh, especially when you're Druid, you need to learn the balance. Uh, so, thank you for setting a good example, Learns the Balance Druid. And thank you for sponsoring us. And thank you, Noah Beller. Thank you, Noah Beller. You're awesome. And you, Jen Braza or Braza or Braza. Uh, thank you so much, Jen B. Kel uh, Cello. I'm guessing it's Cello. It could theoretically be Cello or Kello, but I'm going to go with Cal Cello. Thank you, Cal Cello. I hope you're happily playing a cello right now. Thank you, Joseph. Just Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. And Ali Hudson or Ali Hudson. I'm not sure. Whichever one, it's great. Thank you so much. Jenny Lloyd. Oh, how could I forget? Well, I, again, I didn't forget. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny Lloyd. And Jude. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but we're all thinking it. Thank you, Jude. Uh, Mr. Naps. Oh, thank you, Mr. Naps. Much appreciated. And one of the cutest names. One of the cutest names on our Patreon. Oh, and David Mickus. I very much appreciate you, David Mickus. Thank you. Thank you very much, David Mickus. And Dylan Carter. Oh, thank you so much, Dylan Carter. You're the best. And Mark Wynn Rockhorst or Rockhorst. I, I'm not sure. It could be Rauk or Rock. Either way, Mark Wynn Rockhorst. Much appreciated. Thank you so, so very much. Oh, and Tegan Jenkins. Thank you, Tegan. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Tegan Jenkins. And finally, last but certainly not least, Dax Motorex. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dax Motorex or Motarex. It could be either. Either way, it's a great name, and it's a great you. Thank you, and thank all of our newest patrons. Uh, if you want to get your name in a Shire Folk shout-out, go ahead and hop over to our Patreon. We have all sorts of benefits. We have kickbacks, where it's just us talking with various members of the TTRPG community and fans of the show. You can give me a nickname that I'll read out on the show at some point. I, the list has grown, and I'm loving it. Uh, we have uh, we have talkback episodes for our various actual play shows, in particular Outlaws and Obelisks. We have the, the Campfire Chats. We have the... Um, 
Cub and the Caterpillar ones that I've just forgotten the name of. Oh my goodness, the Wagadu Watches. The Wagadu Watches. So many things. The options are endless on the Patreon, except for where they end. But they're really great. Uh, we do live streaming now. We're we're restarting the Halfling Hangouts for uh, one of the one of the higher tiers, I believe. Uh, thank you all so very much, and thank you all for listening, and thank you all who have sponsored us. So long, Shire folk, and Pit Pit Patrons. Yes, I remembered it. I remembered it. Ha ha! I can win. I feel great. I can do this. Ha! That was a headgum podcast.